This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. And here with me, I have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? I'm going get to get the fuck out of the way uh, after this, uh, but I just want to talk about this uh, World Heavyweight Championship that they pulled out on Monday Night Raw. Uh, this was not on the format sheet. Uh, I have written down Stardom Yokohama Review, AEW Gets Brutalized, and the Twitch chat even has their own segment this week. But minutes before we went on air, Triple H pulled out the fraud himself, I might add, pulled out this abomination of a world heavyweight championship, apparently, that will be contested for in Saudi Arabia, I believe, at that show. And (laughs) what's going to happen is whatever show Roman Reigns gets drafted to, he's going to keep the Universal Championship, the the 1,000-day reign they got going, and the WWE Championship is just will cease to exist or whatever. So all that shit about finishing the story and, and all this bullshit out the window. Everything's worse. It is um a sham, a, a a charade. I think everybody involved for how horrible this is uh should be jailed, set the belt on fire, uh whatever other other um thing you want to come up with because like I, I can't believe how ugly this belt is. James, I sent you a photo of this belt. Yes, I have not seen it yet. Please, for the stream and the people on audio. Open the messenger and look at this horrible fucking belt that they just decided is about to be the here nigga damn championship. The none of you niggas were good enough to beat Roman Reigns championship. The make a wish program championship that that they're doing right here. Good God. I'm I'm about to click on it now. I what is it? It's almost like it wants to be like a big gold belt for thugs with a WWE logo in the middle of it. And Bro. I don't mean that as like a compliment. Like it looks. Bro. It don't look good. Like Black Saber Jr. said on Twitter, what happens when Pastor Troy pulls up the WWE and they try to hand him that shit? This is disgusting. 
Oh, man. Um, yeah, man. Uh, everything that that you know that that went on. Uh, you know, I just want to know what part of the story this is, James. You know, Triple H says the story never ends, right? What is this? All geeks that that that, that will be, um, you know, uh, re- wrestling for this belt. Uh, all people who have been humbled and bowed down before Roman Reigns, like the West Side Connection, they will all be contested for the for this belt. This is this is less of a legitimate championship than those boxy championships where they have like super in front of them shits and all that. Like this is this is awful. Are you talking about like, the catchweight belts? Yes, they'd be like, yeah, you're the super super you're regular super champion and shit. <laughs> you're the regular champion of, of the middleweight division, uh, like of the of the super middleweight division and shit. I'm like, like all right, like, man. Like, motherfucker, either you were 145 year welterweight or you were 160 year middleweight. Nah, nah, nah. Super Walter, 155. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Send him to jail. Oh man, yeah, man. I. The funniest part about it is like. You know this shit's just gonna go right back to Raw, <laughs> bro. Like, what's this would to make to debut? I saw this belt? a really, I saw a really good tweet about this from Jake Barnett of PW Torch. Do not underestimate the power of them going into TV negotiation season and just deciding to put a world title on a show so they can have world titles on both shows. This happened before, hasn't it? I'm sure it has. Okay, but um. It's it's amazing why they they randomly just decided this now, um, and everything that they've booked in the last year or two has led to this. I I can't believe this. Like they Rick. they did the, the, this is the USA Network Championship, James. Like Cody's gonna have to win this shit, or if he wins this shit, if I'm Cody Rose, I am advocating not to win this. There's no way in fuck you, you you can you can come out here and nah, then hold nah. this bitch Put in the air and be like this is this is Put the that one. shit on <laughs> hold that shit in the air and be like this is the one for Dusty. No, the fuck it ain't. <laughs> Dusty never seen that shit, bro. In a weekend, sick, absolutely a- sick. Triple H, Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, this week, man, James. Once again, a secret meeting was held. They 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 checked the wiretaps. They made sure the blinds were down. They put blankets underneath the cracks of the door so no one could hear. They looked at each other. Well, they well, said, one, thing, one more thing. They also like lifted up the tile in the, the tile ceiling and looked to make sure there was no microphones too in the roof. And then what happened? Got him. <laughs> we fucking got him. That's what. I shit you not. I shit you not, right? So, um I I went to the I went to the gym today and uh awful talk, bro. Talk to the talk to the trainer. Trainer is a wrestling fan, right? <clears throat> and we talk about like, you know, WWE. He's a casual, talks about WrestleMania, and I tell him like I only watch the pay-per-views. I told him like I'm a super hardcore fan and knows history of all this stuff. So he said to me that he had came across something on uh either Facebook or something that said that like any and all he said was like maybe they're trying to that he thinks that like WWE is trying to get Roman to beat Bruno San Martino's 
street. And and it was funny to me because I and I didn't laugh at I didn't laugh at the trainer because he's a good dude. Uh, but like, uh, he called him Bruno Santino, but I knew uh-huh. what he meant, right? Uh-huh. Like that, we're talking about that kind of level of fan, right? Yeah, you know, you got to right? live it right. And it'll shame, like, why the fuck she remember wrestlers from the fucking 60s and 70s? You know, yeah. he, I think he's, I think he's my age. Anyway, so I almost, I almost cut him off before he could finish his thought to be like, that's not happening. I was like, but, but I was like, that's not happening. Like Roman is like not three years into it. He's like two and a half years into it. Bruno held the belt for eight years straight. And I was like, it's a different era. Like, is it, there was a need for him to do, hold it that long. And like, he left, uh, for a while and then he came back and he had like, a, what, what was it? A two year? I think it was two year reign. I think. Three year reign. Three year. I, I, I'm sorry. I, t- I told him misinformation. I said two years. And he, and you should saw had the way his eyebrows raised like, God damn, this motherfucker had it for a long time. That like, the, the idea, right? Let's talk about that as far as like how far Rome is away from that. And the era has changed as far as all that. The idea that this person won both belts in a unification match or an unofficial unification match, like there was no like one single belt, like he was going to be double champion this whole way through and has had that for over a year now. And there was, and they had all this time and ideas on what they were going to do with the double title match the whole time and whether or not they were going to do it. There was talk the whole time leading up to it, whether or not they were actually going to do it. And then they did it. And they never had an exit strategy. They never had exit strategy. They've decided no one is worthy of winning this shit. Like we're just gonna keep it on Roman, and then like we don't we don't ever want to beat him, so we're gonna just create a world title for y'all. He sent me out there for that belt. I I think you got to advocate not to win it. Like at least for a long time, like that's that's awful, bro. Like and uh, you know, I, I I hope it's not Cody, bro. Like I have come on this show and I've I've bent Cody Rose over the knee, spanked him a lot. I do not wish this on Cody Rose. This would be this is this would be sad. Like this would be like I can't believe they set you up like this. Look. Look, if they do that, I'm going to go absolutely insane. I'm going to be a Tasmanian devil in in this room, spinning around, delivering the audio, James. Like, just like I, I can't believe this. You know what the crazy thing is? Like, Cody was going to get hit multiple times during the recording of this show, like during this, this stream. Yeah. Like in regards to finish the story, how we was going, you know, elbow in the rim, yeah. all that. Yeah. You know. He's gonna get he he he's gonna get that right. Like he got it with the Sonata, got it with the Mizuki and Tokyo Joshi Pro, got it three times on his fucking Stardom show, <laughs> and now this. Unbelievable! What, what did this man do to deserve this? <laughs> this is, bro, this is incredible. All bro. bad, bro. All this is bad, incredible. Bro. It keeps getting worse. Can't believe this. Um, so I guess, uh, without further ado, um, I will hit the music. I'm getting out the way. James, take off. 
Okay, uh, Stardom All Star Grand Queendom, uh, Yokohama Arena, five thousand five hundred. Think thirty nine was the attendance. Um, biggest uh, gate for women, all women's uh, wrestling promotion show. I think in like twenty years, maybe even since the two thousands or this millennium. Uh, all you know. Uh, Heard it was gigantic gate. Look, man. Um, I said to you after I watched it that I thought that this was the second best show I've seen this year, and then I pulled up the cage match to jog my memory on uh, Revolution. Nah, man. Uh, this was this was better than Revolution. Like, I think that the uh, four of the top three matches are from Revolution. I think that after that, you'd be like, all right, so what about, like, the next 11? Or not next 11, but, like, what do you think of, how many does AEW get in the top 11 match on this show? Uh, between both mm-hmm. shows. Those same three. <laughs> like, this this show was fucking unbelievable. Um, and I think the thing that puts it over the top for people that were new to watching or just was lightly following the motion and seeing stuff or had any traction to see because of Mercedes or whatever else was, like, the culmination in the booking decision to to just basically say, hey, every championship is changing. Everybody that's and everybody that has skin in the game to win this except for the trios title. So four out of the five title matches, everybody had a chance to quote unquote finish the story, if you will. And uh, you know, four of them did, three of them in a in a real fashion. And we'll get to that when we get to the to the tag match. But like, yeah, to have um Tam Nakano Mayu Itani and Mina Shirakara all win these belts that they failed and stumbled upon trying to get uh, was was big. And it was also surprising of how they broke up like the idea of or the idea that they had kind of or pattern they had gotten themselves into of basically like you're going to get your big win at the end of the year. The person has the belt is going to have it for a full year. And that's just what it is. Um and and I think it makes I think it makes like the top of the card way more fresh. And quite frankly, like I you know to get to get out of the tag tournament trios tournament build towards this show, get back to like what the promotion was that made it so you know good over the last four years. Like I think they're off to the races now, um, and they've already you know have the next show set up. But I thought this this was like one of the best shows I've ever seen. Like, I, I put it, like, I I mean, I put it above any of the takeovers I've ever seen. I put it, like, in that category of, like, the Wrestle Kingdoms. Like, that's how good this fucking show was. Um, it, it was an incredible show. Um, like, I, you know, nine matches on the main card. And I thought eight of them had a chance to get, you know, to be a four-star level match. And I thought seven of them cleared that. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible show. Yeah, man. Um, up and down. Um, I watched everything except the tag matches. Um, and I was very entertained from the pre-show pretty much up. And then uh I I guess the big news, you know, we, we should probably like begin there. Um, you know, Tam Nakano wins the championship, uh, defeats Julia for the championship. I, I kind of alluded to it last week where I was like, Man, they, they could break up their their year long title reign thing, and you know, it would not be any like much for worse worse or whatever i didn't actually expect them to do it <laughs> same, same. <laughs> um 
you know, and I, this is your time, man. Get busy. I mean, I was going to save it for, like, once you got through the match, but, I mean, if you want to do it here, we can do it. Hey, man, um, there... Niagara Driver pointed this out on Twitter. I, I was, I never would have came across this unless he had mentioned this. Obviously, you know, person is a bit of a uh, invisible hand with one H rate, especially in terms of Puro and Joshi. And he said that like Tam Nakano is it uh, now joins Manami Toyota as the only two women to ever win main events in Yokohama Arena and Budokan Hall. Not not bad for somebody that people think is a good wrestler or was a good wrestler or is some person that doesn't deserve this spot. It's it's kind of amazing. Like um, I saw a lot of people that you know I don't know how far how much they follow the promotion or whatever else or are aware of like the dyna- or the differences between Western fandom and the actual real fandom that they give a fuck about that actually makes means the dollars and cents for this company. Um, but like people were like shocked about uh, the Julia thing, and look, I, look, I am the too. Pattern, the pattern gets you. The pattern gets you into it, um, absolutely. And I, like I said, I, I predicted that Julia was going to retain, whether it was a draw or or whatever like, she was going to retain. Like they didn't exactly heat Tam Nakano up, James. Like she was coming off of getting of losing at the end of the year, getting geeked at Wrestle Kingdom on under five minutes, and then after that is like you know tournament stuff or whatever, but. It wasn't like she was coming in here like Julia or Shuri, like the last like two changes. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but I would say that like, by the way everybody has talked about it from the fandom that watches all the shows, it wasn't while she was a champion. It wasn't like she was lighting the world on fire either. And while I think that the matches, uh absolutely should keep julia from getting any criticism like it's stardom and she she was out here being a fucking ice ribbon merchant no one gave a fuck about that outside of the julia outside of the uh suzuki thing like mayuki she's my favorite ice ribbender she was new she came in she had to get her first win on the uh the first show of the year in the triangle derby thing to set this whole thing up and then yeah, I, ultimately, what did they do? They had a really fun match. Ultimately, went to a double countout because neither one of them could, would put the other one over. And like to be quite honest with you, if you're a freelancer like my like Maya is, and you hear you be like, hey, so uh, you know uh, what ta- what is uh, Julia going to do after you know you know in the future after we get a rematch for this this thing? And he's like, oh, she's about to lose the belt. Oh, I'm not putting her over. <laughs> I'm not doing that. So, but that, that, that's too far down the line. So. For me, I'm like, I'm like, was there not a new Tommy match? Was there like, I, I don't know, bro. Like, I like, thought, what, new t- like, I, like, what is going on? Once like, they announce the match, right? Once they announce, uh, like, we can't just show. assume she's gonna get that shit back. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, I, I was gonna get to that. Like, I said it last week when they announced Bud- uh when they announced Yokohama Arena, and I was at the show, the Sumo Hall show. My immediate thought was, that's where we're gonna run Shuri and Utami. Hmm. Um, but they didn't. Or Julian Utami. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, Julian Utami. That's where they're going to run it. They finally did a match or whatever else. But once the, once the, once the three count lands and the shock and the shock and the joy and all that kind of stuff happens, it's like, oh, well, Julian can lose here because this just means that she can just get it back in a year or 18 months. 
right? Like, she has a short run. People forget about it. She can go do other things as away from the title, in which she tends to be better at, like, as a champ. At, uh, she's better as a non-singles champion than, so far than actually as one. And, like, she can do other stuff around. And then, like, she can build back towards it or whatever else. And who knows what happens when it comes to, you know, whether Tam's champion or, or even if Tam's a long-run champion either. Like, I have my doubts about that. Like, honestly, like, the reason why I thought that, like, Jules get the long run was, like, they can break up the, the the pattern by having Tam be the short reign. I thought Tam was going to be short reign. I thought Sham was going to get like four <clears> or five months with it, and then they're and then they were going to you know get to mm-hmm. Kamatani or whoever else. That's what I always yeah. thought. I, I just remember how big the the Julia title win finally felt. The dethroning of Shuri, and then like, yeah, I you know they just care about other stuff. Like it was, you know, I was shocked when I saw. That. I was like. Uh-huh. I was unspooled. I was I was watching the show. Got a phone call from a buddy of mine. Had to pause it. I didn't get to back to watching it until today. In the meantime, I got spoiled, and I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like you. I feel like gotta gotta ask questions on the booking. Like, like they they designed only two defenses for Julia, and they were they were these outsider defenses. Like they didn't see fit to try to. I guess maybe it was like they knew they were taking it off, or did why burn anything off? Maybe that, that's why. That's what I come back to. That's what I circle back to. Like wh- the the once they do the time limit draw at the beginning of um, but I'm like, how do you allow like Tammy like kill that Russell Kingdom like that, or that's that just that's just like the IWGP belt that shit don't count. No, that shit's over no, there. Rich, like, there's going to be a Kyrie. There's going to be a Kyrie defense. Yeah, like it makes all like. There's there's this stuff that happens with with Tam and her and stuff that like I'm following it or whatever else. And I'm like, okay, that's that seems like a loose thread. And then all of a sudden, like a year goes by and I get reminded of something, and I'm like, holy shit! So, um, it's it's so like that whole thing. Like when you think about it, right? Tam is the only uh new is the only start. Like we talk as far as like people that were surprised about like Tam winning and like think that Julia is like the ace mm-hmm. it's like that's never been the reality like she's never been the top star in the promotion as far as like the dollars and cents she's always been presented to be that because she's they put her in the main event and she put her in a faction that was op as fuck for forever but that was never the reality of like she's a or she was a bigger star than mayu at the start or then was a bigger star than tam that's never been the case it's always been either mayu or tam it's always been the case um, it's just presentation is so different because it's like, well, once presented as under our baby face with a faction full of like very popular losers, the other person's out there with the fucking, you know, with the chain gang beating everybody's ass. Mm-hmm. So if you're just watching and you're not thinking about that kind of stuff, that's what happens to you. But like, I, that's why I always tell you, like, this is Julia intense promotion, like Hoshiki and, and, um, Hannah not being here. Like that's where, like. Those two are always going to be in the mix to be at the top, especially Julia. But once those two get out there, and I kind of feel like Kamatani is taking the Hoshiki slot. But like once you, Tam is Tam was always going to be get the white belt or whatever else. But like once you, the space was created for everybody. People like you get Shuri gets a title reign that never was set to exist until those two things happen with the two, uh, you know, the the unfortunate passing and the injuries to Hoshiki. And then also you had to fill up the rest of the, the rest out of the timeout. Like, <clears throat> then you throw in like when Julia got hurt, um, in 2021, 
by all accounts, she was scheduled to win that Grand Prix, which means that Julia was. She a, probably you know, would have won that belt back then. Possibly, like th- th- there's always talk of like she was going to win, lose to Tommy, and then Shuri was going to win um, in one of the two Sumo Hall shows at the beginning of twenty uh, in March of 2021, and then they were going to get it to Julia then, um, at some point. But like at some point. So then you think about that. It's like, all right, well, then who would have won the 2022 Grand Prix? You think about it, it's like, oh, probably Tam at that by that point in time. You think just thinking of the stuff through. It's also like they swapped, they basically took out Tam's G or Grand Prix win, gave it to Julia, swapped it out, gave uh, Shuri Julia's slot, and then they basically maneuvered and figured out to get back on track on the timeline they wanted to where like either Julia or Tam was going to, going to be the champion at some point. Mm-hmm. So, and now you have this and Tam's going to be a champion. And like I said last week, like Julia had plenty of feuds and or programs and title defenses. Tam has more because of mm-hmm. the nature of how Tam's been presented to like, she's now on top and now she's going to face all these people that have, that ch- they have winning records over her or she's never been able to beat. Like at some point it's going to be, a, unless it's a short reign, who knows? But like, if they, this is, if this is a nine month reign, there's going to be a Shuri match. There's going to be a Kyrie match. There's going to be a Mayu match. There's going to be a Kamatani gets her first toes into the red belt scene match as well. Cause all these people have winning records over her or she's never beaten Mayu or, or uh, Kyrie or Shuri. So yeah, like I, I was spec, I was expecting this in 2024. It happened a year early. I was fucking shocked. I didn't, I, wa- I was watching this match and loving the match. I never thought that while watching it, that like, oh, Tam can win until she kicked out of the, the Northern Lights bomb. And I was like, oh, this is something. What's this? And then, you know, th- then they're, they're, they're doing it. They're, you know, going back and forth and they're kicking out of, um, out of big moves, big moves. And then Julia sprints towards her and Tam just catches her in the air and hulks her up and then throw- hits her own Northern Lights bomb. I was like, holy shit. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, she might, <clears throat> she might win here. And then she gets the, uh, the the Twilight Dream. I was like, for a near fall, I was like, oh, she's done. She already kicked out of one earlier. Mm-hmm. I think she's first person to ever kick out of one. And then she hurts her up for the Violet Screwdriver. And I was like, <laughs> I'm leaning, I, I, like, I'm leaning into my, off my edge of my seat. I'm like, and she's up there forever. I was like, she's not going to wiggle free. She's not going to wiggle free. She dropped her. I was like, holy shit. And then, you know, uh, I, I, obviously you're having problems with your OBS, but, um, if, if anybody wants to see my, what my reaction would have been, you can go to my Twitter and like, I basically just, uh, put the, the clipper of, uh, Tam holding the pin and hooking the leg. And I put in, uh, the Dominion 2018 audio of when Kenny Omega finally beat Okada. <laughs> hook the leg, hook the leg, hook the leg, hook the leg, hey, hook the leg. It, I I just could not believe it, bro. Like I was I I it was like seven ten in the morning, and I shouted out loud in, in shock. I I couldn't fucking believe that she had won. I literally was like, this is like watching a like your this is like watching your sports team versus the champion rival, and you know that they have the better team, and the matches and then the you know obviously like the team is. Pro- is showing itself that like this team is better. And then like you get to the final minutes and all of a sudden it's a neck and neck race. You're like, holy shit. And then you fucking win. It was like, it was almost like Auburn, Alabama kick six, 2013. Where it's like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting this. 
I'll take it. And it's gonna, eat, it's gonna eat your. And I, and I was, I was shocked. So yeah, man, like it was an awesome match. Like I mean, obviously, we, we basically talked about everything but the match. But like the match was fucking incredible. It's you know, it's just like the hair match, just like the Grand Prix match. It's right there in terms of all of that. Like I think the the um. I think the shock of the win for a lot of people puts it uh, like on that part with the hair match. I think it's higher on cage match right now. I think it'll go down. I think it'll still probably end up higher um, mm-hmm. by the end of it. I don't. I still think it's their second. I think it's their second best match. So I, I, I want to say I like the Grand shocking. Prix. I, I like the Grand Prix one more. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a little bit more concise, but it, this match didn't overstay its welcome at all or anything. Um, it was funny that the ref was telling them to stop like punching each other. Uh, even though they were like throwing each other through tables and shit, like it was, it was pretty funny. Yeah, that, um, that was part of the story. Like Tam is being, Tam is just outdoing her, and Julia, like, resorts to shoot punchings. This, yeah, she get, and like you know, it's stardom. Ever since the Yashiko at Yazakawa thing, like there was a rule for like a few years. There was like there was no close fist punches in stardom. It were it was banned. Mm. So like. So like that's why like the crowd was reacting that way like she was getting heat because she was she was cheating but she was cheating because you know she wasn't gonna get DQ she was she was working heel she was mm-hmm. working heel uh to get back into the game and, like look I I thought the match was great um but but whatever like th- this whole card was great and I I just um it's amazing like I don't know if you want to go basically from the top down now at this point you yeah know, we go top down yeah let's say top down so um so Tam wins um. And like you know, she has a big sign off and everything. And Rich, did you see the post match or no? I saw it. it was in Japanese, so I couldn't tell what they were saying. But did you see the? Did you see the end? No, no. Okay, so uh, during the trios match, Sariano ended up pinning uh, Suzu. Uh, so Kyrie, Sayari, and Natsupoi are the trios champions. So. While watching the match, I'm looking, you know, looking at them on the Sorry, like, Velkej. Say again? I said sorry, Velkej. Yeah. I, if I was if I was petty, I, I, I would expose that gimmick, but I but we'll move on. Um But anyway, uh so she goes to sign off with everybody. Or on the floor during the match, I see Kyrie there cornering like with the rest of uh Cosmic Angels. So <laughs> at the end of it, like you know, obviously, Natsupoi's first person to, you know, congratulate Tam and everything, and then, like, for a time to sign off with the pictures and everything, like, Nat- or Tam, she's, like, she's waving Natsupoi to get in, tells Sayori to come in, or whatever else, and then, like, she also tells Kyrie to get in, come in, and Kyrie's mm-hmm. looking like, uh, what? <laughs> so, you can, see, you can see Kyrie, like, looking at Tam, and then looking at Rossi, and then looking back at Tam, and then, like, Tam keeps saying, come in, come in. Well, what is this? Right. So then Kyrie just gets in the ring. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's Tam in the front with a pose. And then there's Nasty Poi, Sayori, and Kyrie with the trio's belts. And like, I think, I think Tam is trying to scam Kyrie and the Comic Angels. Sick. <laughs> yes. A real worker. So, so yeah, man, that's, that's Look, the main That's event. like, that's like Hulk Hogan trying to put Bret Hart in the unit with her. Right. You know? Right. Right. Don't have to face you. you no, know. no, no, don't face each other. It'll happen. But we'll, I think I think I think it makes for good fallout you, or whatever. Keep you right underneath. Interest. You know. Yeah. 
So, um, but yeah, you know, uh, it is interesting Like you know, you look at the build for that match. Now I'm bringing up Velkej because, you know, his gimmick. Um, he had brought up something that I had forgot about. So at the uh, 2020 anniversary show, Tam beat Kagesu. It was her last uh, Corrigan Hall match in stardom. Mm-hmm. And um, like at the end, like Tam, you know, because, you know, she was originally in Oedotai. She ended up losing a, the, this huge anniversary show from uh, 2018 match. And like, you know, ultimately, they're, you know, they had to separate. Like the loser had to leave the last loser in the elimination match had to leave their faction. It was went down to came down to Momo and came down to Tam. Momo beat Tam. So um two years later at the anniversary show, Tam finally beats Getsu. Getsu's on the way out, and Tam is like apologetic and saying, like, I'm sorry I disappointed you and turned out the way I turned out and everything. And then Getsu was like, Look, I believe that like you'll win the white belt one day, and I believe that like you chose the right the path that was right for you at the time, and like I believe that you can truly be at the center of stardom, right? And then you flash back to, you know, the press conference between Julia and Tam. And Julia, before she busted Tam open, was like, you you can only make it in wrestling because you couldn't be a, because you couldn't make it as an idol. You couldn't be a center girl in, in a faction. Now, and then on the English commentary, even um, Charlton mission, like she's at the center of stardom on the top of, on the top of things. Like, I had totally forgot about that. So like when so when Velkej and his gimmicks about, the, about how much he hates Tam lore, don't don't fall for that. It's always been a gimmick since day one. That that dude is a troll account. So anyway, <laughs> we can move we can move over there. So thank so thank you for adding to like the the uh basically a, a throw in uh, story part beats from 2020 to now Velkej. You have now further <laughs> explained how Tam is like a master storyteller. Thank you. Um. So yeah. Uh, let's move on. IWGP women's title match. Mercedes, I'm gonna say Martinez. Mercedes Monet. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, no, <laughs> different Mercedes, totally different. Uh, Mercedes Monet versus Mayu Watani. Um, this went short for what for some main event, and I think like that has to do with some rejiggering with the card because at first it was like that's going on. Th- Third or, or third from the top, and then like next thing you know, it's semi main event, and then like the white belt gets moved from semi main event, what it seemed like the whole time, to fourth from the top, and it seemed like they switched. Boy, I would have never predicted this going it seemed, in. It seemed like they switched, you know, they switched the slotting of the, of the matches, but gave the car like the original matches like the the time they were going to run. So, right. um, this match was fun as hell. Um, you know, for for us talking about the three way IWGP uh, match. Uh, between her and Hazuki and Azumi, and how I thought she did well for someone doing something out of her element. I thought that like Mayu and Mercedes had the match that like if if someone from the West came over here and wrestled Mayu in a big spot, like what would it look like? It will look a lot like this. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Mercedes was selling more than I. She she gave she it was like. What what would you say? Sixty five thirty as far as yeah, uh, control yeah. of the match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like and look, shout out to Mercedes. Mercedes and they're getting her ass whooped. <laughs> she, you know, she had to feel it, like going in, going in. Like um, I was saying, like you know, if Mayu didn't win after all that shit that was that happened in the lead up, that would have been just like a burial. I thought, right? But um, yeah, she she came in, she whooped her. Uh, this match felt really 
special and big when when it came out. Uh, Mercedes came out, of course, uh, with the Eddie Guerrero Black Tiger uh, thing. A good tribute. I'll add that on the good column yep. uh, for tributes. Um, and um, I, I loved her gear. I, and it yeah. just felt really big um, when, you know, it felt like a, a big moment, quote unquote, with these two. Um, but I was happy had for my because it was like, all right. I don't want the belt at first. I'm I'm, I'm straight off of that. Uh, I'll I'll establish it. A great match with Kyrie. I'll lay it down. Uh, I'll miss the Wrestle Kingdom, whatever. You know, I, I won't do all that. But I'll end up back with this shit and beating fucking Mercedes. Um, after and in the meantime, I got to pay all this shit. Yeah, yeah. In the end, uh, increased. Um, I don't know. This still kind of feels like this weird outside belt. That's like interloping stardom, and it's like, all right, whatever. But um, I, mean, I was, that's true, you know, and, and, and it, it it's just like, belt. all right, it's like, it's like, it's like, all right, what, like, what do I expect Mayu to do with it now? I, I don't know, but um, it's, uh, you know, will she be coming to America? Will she be going over to New Japan shows? I don't know, um, but it's uh with these two, like, I don't, you know, how do, I, I don't know, does Mercedes, like, continue to, like, stick around here? Is this, like, I don't know. Uh, maybe this is the first chapter or something. I don't know. Uh, could very well be. Um, I saw some people um, question, like, the part where we are, it's been, what, uh, one match, two match, three match, four match. It's been four matches, it's been three champions. Mm-hmm. And, like, for me... I'm okay with this belt being hot potatoed around because if if this is going to be a you know for Wrestle Kingdom Dominion or whatever else, it's like, are you gonna put this belt on somebody, put give them matches, you know, in you know, Yokohama Arena, Sumo Hall, uh Osaka Joe Hall, Wrestle Kingdom, or sorry, uh, Wrestle Kingdom, uh Tokyo Dome, and like them not be the top person in this, in the promotion? of stardom like that's you know what i'm saying it's like this needs to be a hot potato thing that gives people like utami like uh, you know julia Kyrie, like that people that group of people that have already won the white the red belt or have already won the white belt and it's like we don't know what to we don't know what to do with you besides throw you in a tag title or whatever else like this is like a place like that puts you there and you're like you know you're not the, you're not the top champion right now in stardom, but like we'll give you like the biggest you know most eyes on a on a match that we can possibly give you um, mm-hmm. for this particular season of the or, or of the calendar. So mm-hmm. yeah, I um I don't mind it being hot potato because like it's a it's almost like a showcase belt, and mm-hmm. you know if you're gonna get put on you know X WWE main eventers, if you're gonna put it on you know. Two-time red and white belt champions. You're going to put it on someone that had a year-long run. If you're going to put it on like those kind of people, I'm fine with it. I, I, it doesn't need to be where people get to V5. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily, you know, it doesn't really need that. Right. It's almost like an all-star belt in a weird way. <laughs> but yeah, so we like, got- as, far, as far as the match, like I, I thought that Mercedes, like she acquitted herself really well like, as far as her coming back from, I wouldn't say underneath, but she was a heel. But like, She's coming back and like she's basically like, all right, like I don't really throw strikes like Mayu, but like I'll just hit her with like crazy meteoras and I'll hit her with like my big knee that I got. And I like I thought it worked. Um I would have liked it to have obviously yeah, gone longer, but like you said, this could very well be chapter one. Yeah. Um I, I still thought I, it was a great match. I gave four stars. I, 
I think Mercedes gotta gotta let the fraud splash go. Uh, much in the way uh, we have called for Charlotte to let some of the moonsaults go. When Mayu Iwatani immediately does one 30 seconds later, that looks the way it does in comparison to Mercedes is just saying, you know, might want to, might want to take that one out to Arsenal. I think, I think Eddie has some other moves, you know, you might be able to, um, you, you do that, that over, uh, joint from the rope, like where you do the little flip. Like flip yeah, you can do that, you know. I mean, she did, uh, she did three amigos. Yeah, you, you can do the three amigos, you know. Look, man, um, I don't disagree. I just wouldn't have brought it up. Because <laughs> once you, because when you clip this, they're going to be in the comments talking about how dare you talk how about dare you? Cross Splash. <laughs> but look, man, she has, she, she does one thing that doesn't look great. Everything else she does is great. Right. This one thing. She's, she's not great. perfect. She's no awesome. one's perfect. She's, she's awesome. better than God. Again, is again, she better than God? She's awesome. She's awesome. How many Thank times you. y'all y'all need to hear me say this? The entrance, major time, superstar. Yep. When, when she comes out, the room, the, the temperature changes in the promotion. Well, I think she brings that to, to stardom if she's like fucks around and like, you know, works more stardom. Yes. Um she worked heel against she worked heel against the heart and soul of the promotion. And at the in halfway in Parts way of the way through the match, and at the end of the match, she lost. Yokohama Arena exploded with CEO chance. They like her a whole fucking lot. This was a, this was a success. It started out rocky with the you know with people being pissed about the Tam um, defense going short or whatever else, and like the the botch of her move, whatever else. Ever since then, it's been nothing but traje- trajectory up. Like we're getting further and further into this being more and more positive, and like, look, man, I don't. Like, not only do I want her to stay, I don't want her to ever leave. Mm-hmm. I want her to always. I want her to just come in and on whatever big show and add to the card against whoever else, and win or lose, I don't care. Just go out there and be you, and you know, do your thing. And like, she, you know, she faked the fuck out of all, a lot of people with the whole like a a z m stuff. Out, she didn't know none of the shit. And the next thing you know, like, she gets here, and what do you know? She's she's hanging out with Aggie as a couch. She's hanging out with Jungle. Like you know, she's me, she's meeting up with everybody from like the past, present, and future of Joshi. Like mm-hmm. she faked the fuck out of a lot of us, and we got to own that. We got work, and I've loved the part where like once I realized that I got work, to like realize like she loves this shit as much as I do. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's awesome. It really is. Like to, to be a fucking wrestling dork to see all this shit and see like oh she knows all the same shit I do. No wonder she's fucking. No wonder she ended up being <laughs> so fucking great. It's awesome. Like to see her uh you know help promote Tam and Nasapoy's album or, or what do you want to call it? EP? <laughs> That's just funny. Yeah, and then Tam have you, signs have you listened it and they're inter- have you, you listened know, to it yet? Dancing. That was awesome. Have have you listened to it yet? Yeah, yeah. I've listened to it. It's three singles yeah. or three tracks. Have you slowed it down? I slowed down the the one the first thing that came out that was their interest music when they were a tag team. Uh, I think it's called Double Frontier. I slowed that one down. I haven't heard, I haven't slowed down the other two tracks. Speaking I like of slow down, I like I, the second. I think the one they picked for the instrument music is I think it's the best song. Uh, and then like it's kind of interesting. Like the first track almost is like a uh, almost it feels like a like a Broadway musical song, but whatever. Yeah, uh, I dropped Dream Machine slowed down today, so uh, make sure y'all y'all pick that up. You need you know what you need to do you need to do the sped up version too for TikTok. I know. Yeah, I need, I need to go ahead and do that. You know, people getting their masters on that shit too, right? For speed yep. up stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, 
knockout or submission only match, Shuri versus Shihiro Hashimoto. And man, this was up my alley right here. You know, uh, this was like, you know, I love Shuri. And um, I was kind of, I thought the finish was a little kind of lame or whatever, but um, really? everything, yeah, it was just like a kick to the head and you don't get up. I've seen people get kicked in the head in this company all the time. She, and, she and, and get up. She, wait, she hit, keep with, fighting. She, she hit her with her super finish, the, the one wing Emerald Flosier, and then hit her <laughs> with a fucking buzzsaw kick. Get up and fight. <laughs> I, I thought that was a perfectly I thought that was a perfectly acceptable finish. Like I hit you with a move that like won me the championship, and then like and then seconds later I hit you as hard as I can in your fucking head while you're kneeled down. Like I I I thought that was a clear knockout. Yeah. Like and like she should have just laid there then and did not like got up at nine and then like fell again. So um yeah. Everything outside of that, though, I thought was great. Uh, I don't, I don't think Chihiro Hashimoto has smiled in her life. She, <laughs> she doesn't like strike me as the type that um that vibes with uh, positive thinking. Um, she's she is someone that just, just wakes up and is just pissed it happened. Um, <laughs> it's funny and, getting like your your like your like your thoughts on people that you've seen a little bit, and then like I've seen the wackiness they've done, like. <laughs> Like around the scene, like I remember, when, like you were talking, like what the fuck is Nanaya Takashi doing dance? I was like, you ain't know she was out here an idol like twenty five years ago. <laughs> missed that. I, look, I missed that that natural evolution, you know. Yes, yes. So yeah, man. Like, um, <clears throat> I did not know. Like, you know, I've seen her around or whatever else, but I didn't know her background. I always thought that like power, technical power wrestler type of thing, and then like. Uh, Charlton points out like she was a national champion in amateur pro wrestling when she was 18 I was like that makes so much sense and then like after I sent you that like why you know you had the uh, uh, you had the Japanese uh, version and I was like uh, commentary I had the English and I, and you were like yeah man like she feels like a Jeff Cobb ass motherfucker I was yeah. Like, yeah yeah very much so very much so yeah you know. it, it definitely makes all the sense in the world and like they 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 work great together and um, yeah I, you know it used to when you know back in the day when you had um, when she was a rookie, she would come over with Mako to stardom, and she was basically like set up against her in Jungle a lot. Um, but yeah, you know, I would like to see her back in stardom to do some more stuff like this because this was fun. And like I know a lot of people, you know, with the inclusion of um, so many outsiders, felt like it, it kind of didn't feel like a stardom big show, even though it says All Star on it. But like. You give you a match like this, I'll take those. I'll take all mm-hmm. of them. This match was killer. Yeah, this was like super high level, probably like the best, like just like you know, move for move work. I think on the show. I agree. Um, so, uh, Wonder Stardom title match: Mina Shikawa defeats Saya Kamatani, and uh, I was the era of the Big Bird uh, comes to a close. Um, but, but I, I didn't. I didn't think this was going to happen, but, um, you know, this was probably like as best as you can drop a belt from here. Like I, I thought she did awesome, uh, in yep. this and I thought, um, Mina was great. Like I was really into this. Like I, I was unspoiled on this. Uh, actually, no, I was not. Uh, I was actually spoiled from, uh, <laughs> a friend of mine who is in the unit. <laughs> 
<laughs> but aside from that, um, yeah, uh, I saw this and I was like, all right, let, let's let's see how they do it. And then I was I was very impressed. Uh, this 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 ruled. So I think that you know, for as much as we you know talked about how great her defense <laughs> run was, um. I think the thing that's most impressive about it is the part where, like, the things that she wasn't good at, she actually kept improving upon. Um, so, when you think about, like, her Starlight Kid mash shit, like, people love to death, and I'm just like, it's, she's getting her ass, she's getting her ass putting, twisted up like a pretzel for half the match, and then she's running around, jumping, stopping, starting, all this stuff, like, without, and then, you know, occasionally selling, and then, you know, at the end, wants to scream her head off. I was like, this is, this is the Hoshiki shit that I hated. Um, and then you look at her rematch she had with, uh, I'm sorry, with um, Kid later in the Grand Prix and, it was, and her selling got in psychology run and stuff, like, tightened up. And then she gets to the first match with Mina and it just kept getting better as far as her psychology and selling and how she's going to, you know, her tactics as far as dealing with knee trauma and pain, all that kind of stuff. And then you get to this match and like, it's the best she's ever done. It's like, she keeps getting better. She keeps getting better. Um, I don't think she'll ever be like, a surgeon like uh like Hazuki, for example, or Shuri, but or Konami, but it doesn't fucking matter. Like she has she has a big match layout that's awesome. And like she's getting better at the small things move by move. Like after watching this, I was like, I you know, and it reminded me of um when, you know, Tam dropped the belt off to Kamatani. It was like, you have graduated, is now to move you up to the higher level and put you in the red belt division. And like, you know, in a similar fashion, like Tam took the belt and and put it on Kamatani's waist. Kamatani takes the belt and puts it on Mina's waist. And like Kamatani's on to bigger and better things while Mina's the champion. And this is the best singles match of her career. She was awesome. Um, I, I you know, during the Grand Prix, she was having very good matches that I thought were slightly overrated in people's minds. I just kept feeling like, all right, well, now she's doing the Muto stuff. And, like, she is getting towards the figure four. And, like, that's a great ground game, whatever else. And, like, she added kicks earlier in the year. That's great. Like, now how do we handle this as far as, like, once we get past the 12-minute mark? And mm-hmm. you look at the roster around her. And you look at her, say, your rate of improvement. And it don't fucking matter because she's good enough to to be in there with people that are also very good like her. And if you get someone as good as her with people, and most of the people that are going to be challenged for this map are probably be better than her. She's gonna have a killer um, run too. So she, you know, she's already one of the most popular people in the, in the promotion. That's why they gave her own unit. She all the stuff in her improvement in, over the last two years, and she has she's a great promo, and she speaks English. The world is hers. And the only the only thing to not like about Mina Shirakawa, if is if you're thinking in the old terms ways of how we used to evaluate Joshi wrestlers, is she's thirty four. That's it. James. But outside of that, perfect. I know she comes out to her own version of the song, <laughs> but to celebrate this woman. <laughs> you know, the boys on the, on the speedboats, you know. All right. Shout out to Mina Shirakawa. She's off to the races, man. She's off to the races. Like, the crowd was into it. 
I think that some of the stuff she did with, you know, with obviously with the, the mist and, you know, the, the wishy-washiness of whether or not she was in or out of Cosmic Age at the time and when exactly decided to pull the trigger on that. I think you could have done it earlier. You could have done it later. Either way, it's neither here nor there. This was success. Like, they put, they got the belt onto one of the people that was in the division that couldn't topple Kamatani at the time and also failed during, like, uh, Tam's run. And to see, you know, her or Unagi or... Or Starlight Kid had one. This is super satisfying because they've been basically for two years chasing after this thing, and to see one of them get it, it was very satisfying. And like Mina's just Mina, Mina's just gonna keep getting better. <clears throat> and now she's at a point now where like she's gonna be in there. She's gonna be like given the responsibility of also having to carry people, and I think she's capable of doing it. And I never would have thought this, t- you know, eighteen months ago. But hmm. she has totally, you know, from the time she was in the trios match, um, or trios uh, title. Um, or trios champions with, with Unagi and Mina and Mina, or sorry, and Tam had to carry so much of it. You can see that Mina was clearly picking up stuff, and then you see her having like you know singles matches on pay per view with 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 Momo, and then like you see like ah this is working, and then you see her you know have the single stuff with um with with Tekla at the beginning of last year, and like nah this is working. And Always then the had a great gear. Oh, this is working. And then you get to the Grand Prix, and it's like oh yep, we're here now, we're here now, and um. Very happy for her. Very happy for yep. her. Because it's all, you know, like this this ain't nothing but ass to like the you know, remember the coaching trees in, in, in sports, right? This definitely does number add to the Tam McConnell coaching tree. Just like this also adds to the to the Mighty Watani coaching tree. This is look at the top of the stardom right now, Rich. Tam yeah. McConnell, Mayu Iwatani, Mina Shirakawa. This is 2020 stars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man. And uh, uh, you influence know. the influence is spreading to the top of the card. Yeah, you know we just gotta we we gotta pull uh, Utami out of witness protection, man. Like, goddamn, like. <laughs> she was one, hey, you say that she was one of prime time television this year or or uh, on Sunday. She was. Well. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, did she finish? Uh, did she place in the most uh, underrated? For I Zoverage? believe so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, everyone knows. Everyone knows that this is one of the best wrestlers in the world, and she's in this weird thing right now. They just got to come up, like, they just have to figure out how to make her get her, you know, programs that are uh, that are interesting, like how like Tam could figure that out, how Julie could figure it out, how Shuri, you know, is doing that right now. Um, the closest thing they ever did was like the you know the Momo turn to go to Oedo Tai, and then you know they did the five v five show thing, and then that was the end of it. They should have continued pushing Oedo Tai versus Queen's Quest, in my opinion. But you know maybe they said we can't do that because like Kamatani has to defend. Maybe that maybe that's what it was. I don't know, but I still want my my actual Momo in Utami match that like it actually a real thing happened, not no ten minute time limit. Give me a real one on a big show. Um, but yeah, uh, moving down the car from there, uh, that, then we start getting into the tag stuff. So take us through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, trios titles, prominence versus restart prominence, uh, Kurumi, Risa, Sarah and Suzu versus Kyrie, Naspoi and Ano. And a lot of this match was around, um, Kyrie and, um, and, and Risa, um, Kyrie had mentioned in the, in the press conference that, like, they both, you know, 
came out of their respective dojos at the same year. Um, at times, Risa came in and, and chipped in and started a promotion so they knew each a promotion or show so they knew each other. Um, and talked about like how she has gone to this this life of <laughs> of thugdom with with the hardcore prominent stuff, and talked about how like Risa has you know has mentioned that she thought about retiring at different points and like wants to kind of reinvigorate her and that kind of thing. Uh, so like. You know, at a certain point, Risa pulled out that Kendo stick and bashed Kyrie the fucking dome piece, of course. Um, so that, and they were going back and forth. Uh, but the main thing is like the old country ice ribbon beef of Sayoriano and Suzu, which I'm unaware of as far as like the history of it, but just know that it happened. And, um, they get to close the stretch. We're like, this is a very good match. This is a very good match. And then they go to close the stretch with Suzu and Sayori and they turned it into great. They got it over, the, they got it across the finish line, in my opinion. Um, You've seen closing stretches with Suzu. It was one of them. Whether it was like stuff you've seen with like Starlight Kid or you've seen with uh, Mirai or true, even, true. even Julia. We, one of, can we talk one about of um, awesome. Uh, like she she left prominence. Yes, in the yes, fallout. I heard that she left prominence. Uh, she had a, they had a Corgan Hall show for the celebrating one year anniversary as in the, as an independent faction, and she is leaving. No one knows. Everyone wants her because who the fuck wouldn't want her? Um, or everybody, as far as wanting her, I mean, like, people want them, like, whatever agenda they want, like, if you're a huge Shana fan, you obviously fucking want her. If you're a Tokyo Joshi Pro fan, you obviously want her. If you want her to, like, basically barnstorm all the indies and, you know, be a, a special player, you want that for her. If, you, if you're an AEW fan and you've seen Suzuki ever wrestle, why the fuck wouldn't you want her, right? Um, Tony Khan, so, get your ass on the plane. <laughs> if you're a WWE fan, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're a WWE fan. Don't even worry. We're talking about Minoru Suzuki, not Suzuki. Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, not even. Yeah, not even. Not gonna state your case. Not even gonna state your case. Stay away. Yeah, it's a. I don't even think it's a great. That's not even a good fit for her, right? Like, I I think that's not even a good fit for her. Like, we just had Saray go there, and and you know, and now she's already left, and they wanted to come back. She's like, Nah, I'm good. I'm coming back. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Come back, come back, come back to the to the landscape of twenty twenty three non stardom Tokyo Joshi Pro Joshi. That's what you rather do than be in the PC again. <laughs> so, so like, yeah, she uh, she should be like um like traumatized if she ever got to go in that building again. Like, <laughs> like you know, like you know how people don't like to go back to places that evoke bad memories yes. and shit. Like that's what that should be for Saray. It should be like, be like flashing. I, like I left home at eighteen and I never came back. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I went to Winter Park and I never came back. <laughs> so, so yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, just um, who knows? You know, wh- wherever she goes, you know, hope to see her. She's great. Um, you know, I, I kind of have a weird thing about like if it is stardom. You know, there's already too many motherfuckers as it is right now in stardom because it's you know. But like you know, iron sharp and iron. If you, whatever, like if if she can continue the free agent thing, I would love to see her in the Grand Prix again. Um, but whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I think, she, I think it's a similar thing to like, uh, the Sayori situation where like, you know, people were, people have said that like, no, she's no, 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 no. Or people have speculated like, no, she's not signed. She's just coming in and Sonny on the English Twitter account was like, oh, that's what you think, huh? That kind of thing. Or like kind of being coy, whether or not she is signed or not. What I will say is this, um, when I went to, when she was a champion ice ribbon, I went to Rimania, um on New Year's Eve. Like, 
I was with a bu- I was with Velkesh and a bunch of his uh, people he knew that were like actually you know um, on visas there live there, and um, they had mentioned like yeah uh, Ano Sarah she she doesn't have like merch and I was like what <laughs> she's a what? freelancer working Ice Ribbon working uh, Oz Academy working all these other places she doesn't have her own merch why not why not she's like. Well, she's, you know, she's 26, she's young, and I'm like, all right. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, money, motherfucker, it be green. <laughs> but, but, but so, like, now that I see her, she's in stardom, it's like, you know, that, that whole shit not having your merch, maybe she's sick of that. So, so we'll see if, 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 uh, if Susan wants to continue thugging it out, whatever. Like, as long as she's a place where I can, you know, get a hold of her matches, I'm, I'm good, I'm cool with it. But, you know that 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 life does not seem like you know the coolest thing in the world when you're as talented as, as people like uh, those two are. And that close stretch shows you like these two are, are you know working independent dates instead of like signed and secure. <laughs> that that's that that close stretch makes you be like, nah, man, they need to sign somewhere. If, if it ain't starting, fine, but they need to sign somewhere. Tokyo Joshi Pro, whatever, sign somewhere. Get you your bread for your skills and your talents. Um, so yeah, uh, at the end. German suplexes from um, rolling German suplexes from Suzu. Ano gets out of it and hits her her big roll up cradle where it's like a uh, almost like a the how do I explain it? It, it looks it looks freaky. It's almost like she uh she 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 cradles you and then like she puts she she bridges her legs over the top of your legs. It it, it it's just shocking flexibility, but it was awesome and ended up winning. Um, so uh, great match. I ended up giving it like I probably give it four flat. Uh, next match down from there, tag title match, um, seven up, Nanai Takashi and you versus the new eras, Mirai and Ami Saray. And, um, this match was weird in, in the sense that like, saw some tweets about this. Yeah. Uh, if the tweets, I think you are, I agree with them. Even while I think that, you know, and you look at the zoom out at the macro of what the run was, their right is about this finish. Um, and I also, you know, have some questions regarding like how their match went at the end of, or when they were in a match versus each other at the end of, uh, sorry, let me start over. It makes me think back to when they had a match in tag league and like you slapped the shit out of Mariah and it was a shoot. Like, so she was hot. And I, I always sort it in the back of my mind in this match. I was like, uh, okay. I, I, I have, I have some general, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm reading the results. Yeah. Count out. Yes. Title Which, change. They wrestled like this match was basically you got in the ring and just eight chops from, um, Ami and Mirai were holding double bicep pose the whole time and yelling at them to hit her. Then Nanai got in and Nanai wrestled kind of like how Nanai normally wrestles anyway. No sell your shit, beat you up a little bit and then start bumping for you. And then, um, I forgot who the legal person was at the time, but, um, every, all four of them are out in the ring. Rep keeps counting. New eras get back in the ring. Both of them, uh, both of seven up, try to get in the ring and like they're drop kicking. New eras are drop kicking them while they get up on April before they can get in. And the ref's not breaking the count because obviously they're trying to get in and they just count them out at 20. The end. Jesus. So Christ. like, yeah, like a match that given the talent, should have been four stars given the track record of what um seven up had done in defenses uh with the tag belts should have been a great match end up being a three hey. and a quarter three star match it's a lot what different a terrible when you, finish 
it's a lot different when you winning than when you losing, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, and then like once that happened, I was like, what the fuck? And then my thought was that slap from the tag league, like what you know, what is it? So So I'm looking at the match reviews. I actually see our buddy Niagara Driver on there. He said, uh, they managed to kill the crowd for a Mariah match, which is no small feat, and that came before one of the most cowardly finishes imaginable on a show where a WrestleMania main eventer did a clean job and put over her opponent no less. <laughs> yeah. This is disgusting. He's right. This is this is actively disgusting. He's right. Why like, this happened? Jesus. He's right. What, are they it, sticking around it, or are no, they no, wrapped and, up? No, no. And also the part is Mariah won Cinderella <clears throat> back to fucking back. Right. You just lost to Waka Sukiyama. Right. Like maybe the idea is I'll do one job well, on pay-per-view. Was... Or no, actually, like you look at Trevor. I'll do a job in the main event of a pay-per-view. I will not, I will main not a uh, job in the third match in a in a title match or whatever else. And I don't, and to be quite honest with you, I don't know if this is an Nanai thing, because obviously Nanai reputation precedes her, but like you was way worse than Nanai was in the during this match. You wasn't selling a motherfucking thing. Man, this is I, I didn't notice. Nanai was just wrestling her match and then like the finish this. happened. You flat out just like I'm not selling those chops, and you know how hard uh, Ami set us uh, chops. Jesus, yeah, this is uh, this is this is quite a scandal, right? Are, sort of like are are denying you like wrapping up, or are they like still I, still I wor- so. working? You know, some more tours, or did this the end of the road for so, for 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 now? So Golden Week, the Golden Week tour starts uh, this week, this coming weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think any of the uh, you know regular outsiders are are showing up on these on these cards except for uh, Sayori, mm-hmm. who you know is in Cosmic Angels now. So like, it's, it's, and we don't know if she's officially signed or not. If they announced she's signed or not, um, so yeah, like we don't know until we find out until we start seeing you know colors and you know prominence and whatever else, and then we just find out like, oh, she's just not booked, or they're not booked anymore. Man, but like after watching this, it's like, look, um, either they need to not after this happens, and like, obviously, you know, Ross is the Booker. Like, if he tell you to do something, you're afraid of a no show. Either like, hey, you know, don't ever bring them back. Or the plan was, all right, we'll put you a third from the top, and then you and then you can job to him then or some shit like that. I don't know, but it was. This was the, yeah. the this was the lone bad spot on this show that keeps this show from being a perfect fucking show. The lone thing that keeps me in a, the perfect show, and I still think like I don't have I, look I have not seen fifteen shows better than this ever. I don't I may have not seen ten shows better than this ever. But my <clears> point <throat> is like when we go through this and you start going through these okay nines high eights 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 eights, eights. Oh, hold on bro what's this what's this five or six shit here. Mm-hmm. That's the only match on the card that's like that. On the main card that's like that. So, yeah. Um, that sucked. And it, it also really sucks because, like, they were a fucking great tag team. They had killer defenses. Like, you know, we talked about we talk about this all the time. We talked about this with Tam. We talked about this with Kamatani just now. Handing the belt off in style. This is, that not, is not. This is, that is not it. This do not sound like Styles, no, sir. <laughs> no, no. This is not Styles P. Let this, is know. Belt, this is throwing the belt to someone's feet in controversy. This is like... This is like this is when mailing uh, this shit in a FedEx is, here. You remember when Diesel uh, pa- uh, lost to to uh, Brett, and then uh, he powerbombed yes. at the end and said, uh, "You know what he said about doing the favor." Don't forget who did you the fucking favor. 
It may as well have been some shit like that. Take the count out, and then they shit. They may as well have brought them back, brought, pulled them out the ring, beat their ass, and then said that in Japanese. Jesus it was bad. Kiji Muto would have loved this. We'll get to. Oh, we didn't mention Muto, uh, but on the English broadcast, uh, Mercedes lost. Mercedes walked off quick, and then uh, Mayu called Mercedes back out. She came back, and then uh, <laughs> and then Charlton said Mercedes was out on was out on the on the Muto train. <laughs> Because <laughs> Charlton be listening to voice of wrestling in these other places because he shots him out on the show. I'm like, oh, he got that from he got that from Lanza and and, and Crash. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I remember when that shit happened at uh the Budokan Hall in summer last year. Bro, that shit was legendary yeah, audio. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. If y'all never heard that, look that up. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Richard Joe. I mean, look, I'll say this. You, you see, Mayu didn't. Uh, Mayu just got on the mic and said, "Bring your ass back out here." He ain't. She ain't go out there like Kaito and chase her down. So, uh, so yeah, man. Um, next match after or next match down from there. Getting moving on from that lone uh, low spot on the card. The retirement match of Hameka, Micah versus Hameka, and. Um, yeah, man, this match was awesome. And Rich, I really wish you had saw the English commentary on this. Um, obviously, they they you know, they do what they do. This is Hameka's last match, so she basically pulling out all the stops. She's she's doing dives, she's doing floor dives. Yes, she did a crossbody. They Bro, did- before we get that, the entrances. I feel like this match had all the staples of a great like last match, like. Mm-hmm. Big entrances where you see somebody wearing some outfit they ain't never wore before, yeah, where it's like it feels dusty in the room. You know, they had like when I saw Mina Shirakawa coming out as the fucking announcer, I was like, "All right, man, what y'all trying to do? Do, so, do so, man? I don't know if you know the story. Stop about, this. I don't know if you know the story about that, but like Mina, before she got into wrestling, did ring announcing and was a ring announcer at Hameka's first match ever. Mm. That's the story on that. So it was like grand opening, grand closing. And like, you know, it also wow. adds to the part where like I didn't mention this during the thing, like after Mina wins, who's out there? Hameka. Hameka. And it and it reminded me of like when Shuri won the belt at Grand Queendom twenty one, um I'm sorry, twenty two, whereas like no, I'm sorry, twenty one. I was at twenty two. At uh, Grand Queendom twenty one, whereas like Konami just lo- is leaving. She's obviously closely affiliated to in her career to Shuri. Like Shuri wins the belt, she you know she, you know she talks to her mom up in heaven and tells her this belt is yours. Celebrates with Donald Mondo and then hugs Konami on commentary for walking off. Like it was one of those like really nice touches at the end um, for Hameka and and, and uh, Micah, and that that made me like love the whole show so much. Uh, so so yeah, um, had done ring announcing as you mentioned, um, you know. They're they're doing their thing. They're clubbing the shit out of each other because that's what they do, and um, they get to the part where like they do the Micah second rope superplex, and Micah's strongest. Fu- Obviously, we know Micah's strongest. Fuck, we know she's probably the strongest person in Stardom, but to see her hold up, hoist up the giant, and in, in, in the in the position to hold her up there, and then like teeter totter like she was going to like drop her and then hold her back up and, and forever like she's yeah. like she's Claudio and then drop her that was awesome. Um, they get the closing stretch. Obviously, they give um doing each other's moves and shit. Right. They give Hameka the uh you know the whole spot that she can win at the end. 
Micah cuts her off. And then on, com- on commentary, because obviously, you know, um, Charlton's there. He's, he, he, he translates what Micah is saying as she starts crying because she, at this point, she's already hit one Michinoku driver. She starts crying and saying, like, please kick out because I don't want it to end. Mm. And that shit killed me. I was like, ah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm through. I'm through. Uh, so then she ends up hitting her with a shoot head, but, and then hit her with a, with one, with another, uh, with another, um, Michinoku driver and, um, ends up ending, ending it. And, uh, yeah, like they got up and they walked off together and it reminded me of like when they had a double knockout at the Grand Prix and they walked off together and I was like, yeah. Yeah, this was just awesome, this great man. touches everywhere up and down the show and in important emotional parts of the card that like this is why people love this show so much when you see that, that cage match rating. That's why this shit is like right now, like the seventh greatest show of all time on cage match. It'll go down. But like if you've watched this promotion, if you know these characters or if you heard the English commentary that Charlton like fucking murdered as far as in a good way, like he, he put his foot in this fucking thing. He killed this. And mm-hmm. Mariah was and Mariah May was awesome on this all night, too. Uh, for somebody that like had to come in short notice, like it was supposed to be Momo Kogo, and then Kogo ended up um, getting, you know, she was getting a Harlem hangover from Mai, and Mai landed her ha- her her ass on her head, and she was knocked out cold, so they had to stretch mm-hmm. her off. So I I don't know any updates on her since, but I've been checking. I haven't seen anything on Kogo's health update since, but she was out cold, like the arms are, you know, or whatever. But Mariah, but Mariah came in and like she was basically just a, an incredible textbook heel. Um, commentator and was great at it for somebody that like I don't know what her background is as far as if she's ever done it on other shows in the UK or whatever else but she was awesome here she was awesome and like yeah. she definitely added to um, the Mina match she definitely added to <clears throat> other matches at different points too uh, so yeah I, she was great and I thought those two chemistry was great like if that is the commentary team going forward great like Sonny you know um, Sonny at times is, is good at because he obviously knows everything He's really good, but sometimes you can feel like you know this isn't like what he's built for and he hasn't got the reps to do it. But somehow Mariah, she was just awesome. Um, so yeah, like I would like I think, that three a three person team of them on English commentaries or big shows going forward or just or just Mariah and um Charlton. Charlton's awesome. I just want to say one more thing about like the Hameka retirement thing. So like I don't know, like I, I like Hameka a whole lot. And maybe this was just like more emotional in that sense for me because it's like the like when you see people do re- retirement matches on big shows, you're you're usually thinking about some main eventer or some legend, some person that has been a multiple time world champion and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then I think about a lot of wrestlers, right? And how many wrestlers actually get to reach like that position? Like when they all get in, they're like, yo, I want to be the champion. I want to be, you know, the person on top. But then you get into wrestling and you find out it might not work for you like that. They see you as something else, right? And then it's those people that largely hold up the promotions, like, you know, that are, that are in the middle of the shows that are, you know, they might not be, you know, winning all the time, like they're they're going up and down the roads, like they're they're the utility people of the promotion, mm-hmm. the backbone, if you will. And then, like I saw Mecca as like a backbone of of this promotion the last couple of years. She wasn't like like she got a chance to you know challenge for the belt one time, but you know, wasn't like anyone thought she was going to win or anything. Right. But she was a person that was very strong in tags, very strong with building like her relationships with you know her unit. And um, I was 
I, I was watching this. I was sad to see her go. Like I, I was sad to see her go because like I think she's like she's the best big woman in wrestling. And I thought she was for from the time like I started watching her, I thought she 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 was special. Yeah. Um like I what you said was what you said was well said. Um I I uh I had this I had the thought of just like This is why people get that watch Joshi get so like into it and so emotional and ended up end up like how I am now. Like I still try to be like relax, take it easy, but <laughs> um this is why like you watch these shows, you see these people in like, you know, they're being they're getting their ass kicked and, and all that kind of stuff. And like the relationships that they have with like, you know, their their dojo class or their units and all that kind of stuff. And then like you see that retirement tour where she's, you know, She's bringing, you know, she's wrestling Naspoy over and over and over again because, like, that was her, that was one of her aces, one of her close people in the wrestling business. And then, like, you see the relationship that, like, Micah and Hameka have bonded, where, like, they're one of my favorite, like, tag teams of this era. Like, I, you know, they basically were, like, thrown together, I don't know, maybe like a month, not even a month, maybe like three shows into, you know, Hameka getting into starting to be the fourth person. Um, and Don Romando, right. they tagged together. I think is I think they only had like two matches together before they ever got their first title shot. Like two, um, they lose their first title shot. They get they win their second time. Um, you know they lose it shortly. I always thought they're gonna it was short in like the way they kept improving, like they were gonna get it back. Um, didn't happen because Hameka um is retiring. But it's like to see like that unit and to see like her in and Micah and like Micah can be very uh you know can be dry. I think she's funny as hell because of the way she uses her dryness. Um but like the way that like you see her like light up around Hameka cuz Hameka is you know is just you know she's obviously a very um charismatic person. Like to see you know kind of like whatever defenses or whatever like persona that Micah wants to give off like kind of get melted away and you see through the see through the act of how much the warmth she has for this woman. Um, it was always great. And like to see this match and to see like the way they walked off together, it was like, that was very touching. Cause like you watch all these shows where there's the big shows, the small shows in between the cork and halls, whatever. And like, you just see it. Like they're just so friendly together. And like that friendship is now like, not, we're never going to see it on screen again, but like, it'll always be there. And that, and that was cool. Like, you know, the friends we made along the way, the joke, the journeys, friends you made along the way, like this mm-hmm. is one of them. Like these got they they got really got thrown together to be like you know th- number three and four in this outsider faction and then it turned into this and like they, I'm sure they never thought like oh yeah we're gonna do, we're gonna we're gonna do it big at Yokohama Arena one day I don't think they ever I don't think they ever <laughs> thought that you know like they're both young in their careers so right. yeah I, I thought it was really cool and very touching and like they they touched all the right things and it's almost like the way they walked up together after they had that match at um the Grand Prix final was like. Yeah, like the, the callback to that was awesome. So yeah, I'm really gonna miss no. watching those two beat the fuck out of people. I really am. <laughs> I really am. They're one of my, like they're one of my favorite tag teams in the world, and like they gone now. I don't get to see them, you know, double clothesline or double lariat like Wakasukiyama into into the dirt anymore. Yeah, bye, Hameka. Yeah. Um. So uh, then you then from there. You end up getting um, the celebrity match. You end up getting 
um, Queen's Quest, Utami, and uh, Miyu Amasaki versus Hazuki and Fuwa. Uh, Rich, I think I had told you that, like, oh, yeah, this is a celebrity, and she's a YouTuber or whatever else. I didn't explain to you how famous she is. She is YouTuber. I didn't explain to you that, like, I think because you watch the Japanese females and you're like, hold on, Okada's training her? What the fuck? I was like, why the fuck is Okada on the screen? I was like, yeah, man, let me explain to you. Like, yeah, like, they're going to air this show or air this part of the show, this match, and they're going to air it on primetime over there on, on, on television or whatever else. And then, like, I pointed out to you that, like, Manami Toyota talked about this match, talked about, like, how she looks so, fool looks like, so, um, ahead of her experience level. And I was like, the only reason why she saw this shit because it was on TV. She was like, like, when I'm telling you, wasn't watching the pay-per-view. She was just, she just turned it on. He's like, oh, wrestling's on. And he's like, oh, this this her second match? Oh, she's good. And I, I thought it was really cool. But like, yeah, man, like, this match was really fun. Obviously, they, they set up the, the, the you know, the, the whole, like, young girl thing of Miyu versus uh, Fuwa. At the closest stretch, she ended up with, um, Hazuki's making plays throughout this, but once you get the closing stretch of Hazuki, I'm sorry, of uh, Fuwa and Utami, you already know it's curtains. So, uh, it goes close to stretch, Hazuki's making plays, can't make enough plays. Um, Fuwa gets an advantage one point and charges from one corner to the other, and <laughs> the clothesline Utami hit Fuwa with. And Fuwa Not took a, a great bump, but like she did the, do the flip up thing, but she didn't flip all the way over, so she basically was like a, like her head was almost like a match, almost like a match striking. Uh, delight. It was it was awesome. Uh, but yeah, and then um, obviously Utami is a hinder with the German suplex and getting the win. But like, I thought you know for a second match, like I'm not saying she's Logan Paul or anything like that, but like for she clearly has the chops for this in like the in the charisma like acting part like for it in ways that like a lot of rookies you we've seen and stardom like they don't they don't they don't get that down. They they have the moves and the bumping down, but not like the emotion and the like psychology down yet. So yeah, I, I was uh, gonna yeah. say I was gonna say like uh, I think Logan Paul has like spoiled us to uh, an extent or whatever. So well, like Rich, I feel like honest, that's a that's another scale. Yeah, like, Rich, but to be honest, right? Think about it. Since 2018, when's the last time you've seen a a bad like first celebrity match for somebody? We've we've kind of idiot proof wrestling. Yeah. It's real easy to have a good wrestling match. Just people like to complicate it and I, say you shouldn't do things. Rich, and... Rich, Rich, I, I, I don't want to get into that right now. I'm just saying that we sort of idiot proof. Like we are, we kind of figured out the celebrity match, right? Like you, you know, whether it's Pat McAfee, whether it's Ronda, whether it's been Logan Paul, whether it was, uh, you know, um, whether Shaq. it was Shaq. Yeah, like we, we, we figured this out, and I think it's for the better. Action and- Bronson. Yeah, and we ain't got to worry about like the days of Jay Leno trying to put a fucking wrist lock on Hogan <laughs> and how ridiculous that looked. We ain't got to worry about that. Bad Bunny, did you mention him? I forgot Bad Bunny, but yes, Bad Bunny as well. We, we just have got announced for a, mat, a street fight with Damian Priest at the Puerto Rico show. <laughs> yep, yep. So yeah, I, I thought she, I thought she looked good, and you know, I think she's too famous to be trying to you know hit the road and do a hundred dates in stardom. But um, if she wants to come here and do a big show here and there and get someone some shine on the undercard, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Um, yeah, this this was this was fine for what it was. This was I thought this was very yeah. good. I'm well, great, but I say very good, especially given like oh, it's <laughs> I'm gonna say it's Kevin. I don't know if you know that joke or not, but like uh, Miyamasaki, like they, they because like she hasn't flashed like the 
the chemistry or not the, sorry, the charisma yet. She kind of is just like, kind of just, you know, shy, very shy mm-hmm. that like people on people in, in the Western fandom, some of the assholes we know, they call her Kevin. Just cause it's like, Oh, nondescript Kevin. There's Kevin over there just chilling. So yeah, I almost called her Kevin. Uh, but yeah, um, I thought, it, I thought it was a fun match and obviously it made Tommy like a killer the way she's, <laughs> Just fucking German. Yes, it was not a game. Uh, and then uh, the opener, the opener for the show, high speed tag match. Woo! Uh, Starlight Kid and May Sierra, formerly May Hoshizuki, versus Azumi and May Saruga. And um, bro, I, I can I tell you this? And I was like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? I'm looking at this right now, and they're on crack rock cocaine um you know how we always talk about like you know people just hate like mid-card or let's say like non-main event luchador or lucha libre or they hate junior wrestling that's not in the main event this is like oh this is one of those like what how do you watch what they do and 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 be like yeah and you stick your nose up at this like i i don't understand this um this was nothing but like lightning speed people um incredible incredible sequencing um the uh just just running up the ropes and delivering like these these incredible arm drags off of those uh just like the way they set up the matches and it just this is phenomenal like if someone can't see like how awesome this is, this is I don't intricate. I don't understand. Like Yeah, like there's a part during this match where it looks like it breaks into like a fatal four way. It looks like there's like there's not teams in this match for a second. Right. Like it, it, it's I know that sounds kind of crazy, but like if you nah, this shit match, was real. <laughs> if you put this match move for move, spot for spot, with four with four wrestlers in AEW, and they wrestle it through the same pace as whatever else. There's no way fuck this has a seven point something uh, cage match score. This ha- there's no way this match is not like eight point three on on the thing. This match is awesome. Like the crowd was into it the whole time. The crowd loved How it. How the fuck did somebody give this two and three quarters? I'm looking at people five, six, seven. What I don't know, man. Look, that, man, everybody has their taste or whatever else. Like this is like when you see like those under, some of the undercard stuff in AEW, and we're like, wait, I thought that was you know, it's like oh, people were flipping and flying and throwing around and throwing their bodies around doing spectacular shit, and y'all were like, oh, this isn't this is a real wrestling. This is a this is a real wrestling. It's like, hey man, hey man, go watch go go watch Joe Steckard in like <laughs> f- fuck like you know, go watch Jim Londos or some shit. Go watch Luthez like we somewhere else with it. You know, but this opener sensational. Yeah, it's awesome match, awesome match. Um, like I, four eight or four stars plus easy. Yeah, I I I'm four and a quarter on this. I can um, see most four and a quarter plus. Yeah, Look, this, this, that that four point three three. Like, bro, the level of difficulty in this thing is so incredibly high. So like, like the average wrestlers just can't walk in there and do this. No. Like, and and that was like literally proven. even good wrestlers. I'm not like even yes. even like the good wrestlers. Like you see, they'd be like, bro, they're moving so fucking fast. They oh yeah, they bro. and you think of like all all the all the I don't want to say sequencing, but like whatever you want to call it, like the just the level of intricacy to do all of this stuff 
It was just amazing. It was amazing. Like, match. like the and way they're the way they're like ro- literally rolling in and out of moves, like and to be in perfect position and like, bro, it's I, I can't imagine it was watching Mace Ruga and being like, eh. <laughs> I don't get Mace, it. No, Mace Ruga in a ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't get it. You know, like if you want to say if she's doing, you know, she's in there doing, you know, whatever she does, like on the Chaco Pro mat. Yeah, I, I can see why people will be turned off by that. And be quite honest with you, like, there's some of that stuff. Like when she adds that stuff at uh, her high speed defense or ch- challenge against Azumi last year, um, I was in love with that at the beginning, and then they started fucking wrestling. I was like, yo, <laughs> yo, <laughs> okay, this is awesome. Uh, yeah, man, there is four. It's just four speed demons, and they're just they're just ripping up the ring. They're just ripping up the ring, like. I, if I show to someone that doesn't like, that doesn't watch wrestling, they're gonna fucking love this match. I would yep. say it's not the end all be all, but like it says something about like the part where like people have this preconceived notion of what wrestling is supposed to be, and it's like the crowd went nuts for this. <laughs> sorry, like get over it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It captivated the audience. It was it, it was in front of. It captivated me. You know, I I, I don't know. I don't know about y'all. Like maybe, I don't know. Like it's just the oh, it's an all star match. Whatever. Like it's as all star grand queendom on the card. What? Like why do you why do you sign up to watch then? Why do you why do you you know why why do you watch if 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 you didn't weren't interested in this kind of stuff? Just cause. You know, nineteen eighty one. They're writing in the David Meltzer. We got to get this higher mass shit off off the screen. We can't let this shit into the garden, brother. <laughs> We can't let this shit in, in, in the fucking uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. We can't we can't be, be recording that shit on tape and be showing it around, treating that shit like a Jack Johnson fight. Like, we, what, we can't like, allow this film to cross state lines. I, I got a question, Rich. Like, what was the uh, cage match score by the end of it on uh, Omega versus Vikingo? I would have to look that up, but I believe it's in the 9.2s or 3s. Okay. So that's much better than I, I I'd imagine it be. But then again, like that's that's a main event. Like people were into the main event of it. I don't know, man. It, it's weird. Like it was a smoking hot opener, and people were like not acknowledging the, the smoking hot opener. It was like, oh, this is really like some regular ass opener, bro. Ain't too many that's opening matches I ever seen that were better than that. That was a nine point one eight. Okay. And you know that reeks of people wanting to chip away at it. How, how many sixes <laughs> are, are are on that thing? Three. Who the fuck's giving that a six? Three, this is a good match. This is a good match. Five, two fives and one three. A three, nigga. Like, come See, on, so rich, man. right? So like, come on, man. How, how many votes? How many votes? It's four hundred ninety. So rich, like, obviously those votes it has two hundred twenty-four tens. Right. So obviously those votes are stupid. to people that are giving that shit six and below, right? Those just ridiculous, fucking yes. absurd. I think if you're giving a seven, you're you're fucking ridiculous too. But I'll give it a bit of a down and say fine, whatever, right? I think I'd accept a seven. Like, I, I, like, all right, you know, you, you're like, you might ha- whatever. You might be, you might actually be in good faith saying it's a seven. You might be thinking it's too dangerous because you know both of them almost died, right? Like Omega almost broke his neck, and uh, Vikingo probably got may have got. Either that or you you just completely weren't ready for what you were about to see. Right. Like, ah, right. I don't know. I, like right. maybe you're safety police, right? I, like that's whatever. But like so that, so I think that's fair. But once you get below that, you're like, okay, these are like ridiculous bad faith people, right? So like <laughs> so but luckily when in, in WWE and AEW and even New Japan, like enough of the voters there's enough voters that watch shit that they can like 
outweigh the ter- some of these terrible, like, basically, like, um, what do you want to call them? Uh, anchor votes, if you will. Yeah. With stardom, there's only a certain number of people that's going to vote on this shit. So, like, when you, ha- so, but, like, you'll see people with these, like, fucking terrible votes, and it's like, oh, so you look at it, and you look under, you look at the number, and you say, oh, it's an 8.5 or 8.4 or something, right? And you look under hood, and it's like, oh, there's two idiots that, so like basically like ninety percent of the voting is nine or eight, and then they're like there's two idiots that gave that shit like a five or a six. Like oh, so that's why the shit isn't like an eight point yeah seven or something. Shit, I was like, hey man, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, that was the open. I mean, you can go through the pre-show. Pre-show was a uh, uh, main event of the pre-show, uh, eight woman tag match, uh. <laughs> Tecla from Donald Armando plus Jesse, Mariah, and Zena from <laughs> Club Venus. Club Venus. Oedo Tai, oh. uh, Momo, Saki, Nesco, and uh, Roaka. And man, um, this match was fun. Oh, this was a fun. Yeah, I was going to say, I this thought this was, was a fun match. Like. This match was fun. Um, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like it was some huge, like some great work rate special, but like they told the story around the characters. Of, of like Club Venus they're not airheads they're trolls I think the people are making the mistake of when they you know judging books by their cover when they think of someone like Mariah or whatever else but like they're trolls they they know and that it burns Tecla the fuck up that she has to tag with them and that she's not tagged with her partners <laughs> so they're trolling the shit out of her they come out to Tecla's music because Tecla's the biggest star of the four and then what do they do we don't give a fuck about, we don't give a fuck about your thrashing metal we're just gonna yeah. do the de- we're, gonna do the, we're gonna do the Club Venus Mina dance anywhere around it and it was fucking hilarious and at the end you end up with uh, I think it was yeah Xena and Mariah kiss her uh, both on the cheek like the Adam Cole and Young Bucks sing and Tecla she wants to die or be anywhere but uh, there and it was awesome. And then, you know, they proceeded to then have the match. And, like, the characters of, of Oedo Tyre are playing off the characters of, of Club Venus. And they see them as just being unserious jerks. And Nesco was like, you know, all right, y'all want to be unserious? I'll just mock you. Um, and then, you know, they're, it breaks to an eight-way. And then, like, they end up, Club Venus ends up getting uh, Roaka's uh, tub that she uses as a weapon. And they hand it to Tekla to say, hey, bash Saki over the head with this and Tekla was hesitant and she took forever and then by the time she went to swing and actually do it Saki ducked and she ends up hitting uh, Jesse in the head and they end up clearing out uh, all those like clear out the rest of the ring and then Saki ends up uh, catching Jesse with, with the with the crucifix fit, pin um, and Yo. Saki is, is now claimed another victim for the graveyard man Jesse got Saki and I should have warned her I'm like, Yo, watch out <laughs> if you're in if you're in the ring with with this skinny with this skinny bean sprout and it looks like you are beating her ass and it's taking you forever to get her off the off off of the scraper off the mat to hit her with another move don't leave her there it's a trap yep (laughs) she's waiting she's waiting for you to try to get her up into a move and then she's going to escape out and it hits you with this fucking with this one move she look she is a crucifix pin merchant (laughs) this is her move Like oh. how many times? Look, and she'll take out anybody with that shit. She's being Shuri multiple times with this shit. Mayu multiple times with this shit. It's a running gag. But I will say this: Jesse, obviously, uh, I, Je- Jesse got more protected here than Cody Rhodes did in the main event of WrestleMania. 
Oh my god. Speaking of Cody, so now that we oh, oh also look, one thing, we'll get to Cody in a second. We got one more match, and then we'll get to Cody. Remember Cody, Rich. Remember Cody. So How could I forget? Yeah, so uh you have the All-Star Rumble, uh multiple people in there. Uh let's go through Absolute the Absolute chaos. Let's go through the names. You got uh you got uh Ayas uh Sakura, a rookie, um Haneko, another one of the rookies, Chan Yoda, the J A V has come to Yokohama Arena. J A V J A V J A V. I don't think they were exactly chanting J A V like CEO, but for sure, I don't, I don't recall that on the pre-show. Rich, I have to go been. back and listen to that again. Uh, Fuki and Death, Hannon, Hina, Kaguma, Lady C, um, Momo and Nakanishi, Momo Kogo, who unfortunately ended up getting injured in the match, as I mentioned earlier. Hopefully, she's okay. Uh, Ram Kaicho, Rena. Saeeda, uh, Wakasukiyama, Unimizumori, and then and then the the super strong gang, super yes. strong Stardom Machine, super strong Stardom Giant Machine, and super strong Stardom Big Machine. Um, yeah, man, like this was a goofy ass man, uh, rumble yes. or whatever else. You, you know what to expect. Like they get a minute, inches is long, so basically like everyone's walking down and just taking like fit twenty minutes, twenty seconds to get in. They do the little spots, and then the next person get in. And um, it was okay. Um, at the end, um, my Sakurai was able to thwart off uh, the the uh, super strong gang. Ended up uh, winning uh, by throwing uh, I forgot who it was the last one over the over the top rope. And then she proceeded to uh, grab the mic and then call everybody in the in the uh, building commoners. They everybody laughed at this because like they don't take her serious. So yeah, like people find the new gimmick amusing because uh, you know her gimmick is uh, the uh, her ladyship. That's her. That's her gimmick. Like she's she's now rich now, but um, and she calls everybody commoners that eat like you know regular food, and she eats like you know five star meals. Um, everybody laughs at this shit, and they find it funny. She doesn't get any heat whatsoever when she does this, but everyone just finds it funny because it's like you're my sacrifice. <laughs> so whatever, like people having their fun with it. I'm just wondering like how long it's gonna last for people to be like, hey man, what what are we doing here? Yeah, or if I, that ever happens, maybe they see her as like this is a one, this is a two dimensional thing, and we'll just laugh at her forever. Who knows? I think this was her prize for not winning the Cinderella. You get to win win this. Um, I was waiting for Aja Khan to come out. Didn't happen. Um, <laughs> Aya Sakura arrived, uh, throwing the foot in the air. So we knew what it was with her. Uh, I'm going through all my jokes. I tested James. Okay. This. Um, I said Hina looks like what if Momo Watanabe remained on an honorable path? Oh God. Um, Rena looked like she was dressed as Micah for Halloween. Except in pink instead of red. Yep. Um, and Hannon unlocked the next level of hair and fits and career mode yeah. here. She she showed up and was like, "All right, I want I want my white belt title shot eventually, like this year, please. Thank you." I love the um the the uh the crab with the centipede, uh, the yeah. centipede crab. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will That's never a staple. T- that's a staple w- in those shows. Ram ca- Ram came out and just stepped on all of them. Yes. Yep. Um, I saw on Twitter later on that like Momoi, like she uh, yeah, bro, she was making it rain on them, like with, with the you know. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, it reminded me of like Kenny Omega's like a Hadouken thing. But um, Chan Yoda, uh, we got the Chan, the long-awaited Chan Yoda and Death uh, stare. Uh, <laughs> 
face off there. I thought that was that was interesting. We saw the machines. Uh, I thought the Waka meter was going to get ran up. It did not. Um, yeah. And Mariah May taking on Nasco Tora opposites attract. Yeah. Oh, that's in the that's another match. That's the next match. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, man, overall, you know, the pre-show, it was just you get people on the card or whatever else. I thought that the, the main event was fun. But generally speaking, like of the, the main show, nine matches, I thought that seven of them were great. And um, and one of them was really good. And like in the blemish of that tag match with like Mariah and um, Ami with the brand new gear, Mariah finally has some kick ass gear for once. And that finish is stunk. But outside of that, this is this is one of the deepest shows I've ever seen. Yeah, this is a phenomenal fucking show. Yeah, like, phenomenal show. So if you haven't seen it, I mean, we've been talking about it for I don't know how long now. Basically like an hour and a half. But like if you have not watched it, um, if you heard of it's hard to talk about starting. This is the best arm show I've ever seen. Top to bottom. Nothing's even close. Um, Yeah, I, I this is this is one of the best shows I've ever seen, period. Yo, so um, Wednesday, AEW Dynamite was not one of the best shows I've ever seen. <laughs> James has not seen this show. I'm. I guess I'm lucky from what I've heard from people. Man, I was watching this show, angry, upset, like <laughs> while I was while I was watching this show, I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" for For large portions of this, I don't know what happened. Clear the decks. Start over. Whatever the fuck this wow. was an attempt at, don't care, don't want to see it. Wow. Um, they opened with a promo with <laughs> the four pillars um, that was so bad between Jungle Boy, uh, Sammy, and uh, Darby MJF. Darby and Darby and Darby was the worst of them. And it was like Jack Perry had nothing to say. Sammy was just kind of there. But Darby's like just completely like talking about like this all this shit like to where um you know well one they come out one after the other. So it, and it opens with a promo with all Where they just guys. cutting each other off? Yes. And oh. it was just like alright. Um you know he starts talking about Jack Perry, you know, he, he didn't really even work hard to get here. He's part of the California click and all this shit. And it's like to PWG. Yeah. It's like, it's like, what are we doing? Like, how does that make you like, like you guys are supposed to be like going for the world fucking belt. Why do we care how like this person got here right now? Like, why has this never been like mentioned in the years since? Yes, like he's been like grinding from the bottom of this promotion. Like that completely like could be destructive to Jack Perry, I think, in the long run. Especially if you look at it like when he used to never win matches and he literally climbed up every single level and kind of had this like calculated push. Something like that is like come on, bro. Like that's just like like that's just dumb. I I think and it, it, it doesn't help sell the matches anything doesn't get you make you look any cooler uh darby um and the fact that it came from darby instead of one of the heels yeah darby was acting really heelish during all this um you know 
then uh, Jack had told him he saw kids painting their face like you, but if only they knew Darby Allen was really like, like he's an asshole. Uh, he said AEW is his second choice after failing as a skateboarder. Um, Who said this is Darby? Uh, Jungle Boy. Well, he's returning fire, I guess. Uh, but but the delivery, the, there's no confidence, like no, like, bro, like this was a, a disaster. This is one of the worst openings I've ever seen. This made people think this entire fucking concept is dead. Like the whole thing with the four pillars, like this is like, this is so bad, bro. Like I can't even like, I, I like all four of these guys a whole lot. I've come on this show and track each of their progress and everything. This was terrible. Started again. Like, <laughs> um, then MJF comes out, the crowd cheers because a real fucking star comes out. And, you know, he basically sets this, this fucking tournament up where it's like, all right, you guys are going to fight the two that have never fought each other tonight, Sammy and Jungle Boy, and Darby Allen's going to get a bye. Darby Allen fucking goes, jumps in like 10 feet in the air, fist pumps, yes, and it's like, you're a baby face. Why are you celebrating like this? Like, what the fuck is going on here? So they set up the main event for that later that night, which is like, I come on, man. Like, th- this whole thing was <clears throat> lighted on fire. The, every, every Dynamite has like their match laid out. Matches laid out. Yes. Um, and and there was like no reason why they couldn't just. I'm assuming there's also no reason why they couldn't just like have saved the second match for next week's show. But whatever. Like Dar- Darby doing all that. Like we'll, we'll uh, retrogram Darby do- with all the insider shit is pure cringe. Like it was, it was bad. Like bad. Also heard I, this thing went long too. Yes, it was like I think at least 15 minutes. Um, <clears throat> after that, we got tag match. Soraya. Um, managing uh, Soho and Storm, taking on uh, Jamie Hader and Britsburg uh, and Britt Baker uh, in Britsburg. Britt gets a big entrance at the end, big pop. Sarah does something with uh, Britt Baker's family in the front row. Um, besides that, it's just a solid match. Nothing really, you know, too, um, nothing offensive at all. Britt got the win because she's in our hometown. Um, when that kind of set up for something later, <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, this, this was probably one of the more inoffensive things on the show. Um, from there, Renee's backstage with Wardlow, um, said he, you know, once had a horseman in his corner to help him out and give advice tonight. He reached out to another horseman that's going to help him even the playing field. All of a sudden, Arn Anderson walks in, who hasn't been seen in ages. Uh, he says, Tully's a smart guy. He's one of the best checkers player, but tonight we're playing chess. So the elite come back to address Blackpool Combat Club. This is the best thing on the show by a mile. Um, they Kenny started with the mic, said uh, the BCC, you know, were four of the most respected wrestlers. Uh, then he put his he made his friends bleed, sent Don to the hospital and tried to put, you know, all of us on the shelf. Uh, he said, basically said, you know, come out here. We need to settle this right now, like and figure this out. Danielson's on the on the screen. Essentially, he's in the uh, BCC hoodie. Uh, he's calling the elite amateurs and says nothing but a ruse to get you guys distracted. But. Everything he was doing was a ruse to get um, the elite distracted. So uh, the BCC ran in and attacked him from behind. Uh, they had a wild brawl. Uh, Nick Jackson did a big dive on, on Claudio. Uh, Matt hit a bunch of Northern Lights suplexes on Willer Yuta. Uh, How, Moxley, uh, how's his arm? I think he's okay. I think he's decent. Okay. Um, 
uh, Moxley had uh, Kenny in, in a uh, rear naked choke at one point. Um, and then Moxley's like fell into the lap of Rip Baker's family. Uh, there was a super like German suplex that that um Kenny ended up giving to Willer Yuta. We dropped him on his shit and utilized him all Japan shit. And they're in street clothes or whatever. So this this fucking ruled. Um, uh, it all ended up with Moxley hitting a Death Rider on Kenny. Uh, Claudio gave Nick a power bomb. Um, and Yuta had gave a super kick to Matt's shoulder or whatever. Um, and basically or he cut off Matt super kick by hitting him with the belt and uh Don ran out or whatever as they you know BC was surrounding Kenny Don came out with a chair like he was going to do something he's running from the fucking entrance way he stops about halfway down and it's almost like you want some of this two old man he's like no <laughs> and then he runs away uh he comes back out and uh he's he comes and brings uh to catch out there um or before that, um, Danielson's back on the screen. He's like, Kenny, you have the most potential of all the elite, but if you don't want to reach that potential, you need to be gone. And, and he pulled out the screwdriver because, um, you know, they've been doing the screwdriver thing. Then Callis brings Takesha out. He sprinted to the ring. He stares Danielson down. Uh, he helps fight off the BCC. Kenny recovered. Looks kind of like he doesn't want Takesha kind of involved with this thing and is kind of like, What's going on here? Like, like what the fuck? And, you know, the Bucks, like, you know, they all end up raising each other's hand. Uh, Danielson looks pissed at Takeshita, and Konosuke Takeshita has been added into uh, this thing. This all was excellent, actually. Okay. <clears throat> um, Warlow and Hobbs. Um, way too many fucking gimmicks and, and outside run-ins and everything in this match just for the TNT belt. Warlow wins the championship back, so Hobbs, like... <laughs> Uh, drops that shit, um, <laughs> and it's like did Hobbs you know, winning, did Hobbs winning in uh, San Francisco? Yes. Okay, so there's one of those. Okay. Yeah, and then um, way too much up shit in this. QTV, Harley Cameron, Arn Anderson, uh, you know, just just tons of shit. These guys tried to like do some some stuff, like you know, they were doing suplexes. They did some some high, you know, off the top rope stuff, but. It just didn't never really got to the level um, that that you really will want these things to do. Uh, this thing kind of concluded with fucking Penta and Phoenix uh, chasing down um, QT Marshall. Uh, like the, it, this is full like you know, this is like you know when we see all, all this shit happening in this match, this Cody shit. That's what this was. Um, this whole thing can get fucked. Well, um, it's Arn Anderson, right? Arn Arn did get involved, I believe here. Uh, he yeah, he got in the ring. He pulled out the Glock. Uh, that's when he <laughs> ran away. Are you serious? No. Oh, <laughs> well, he did, no. he did the the motion. No, that, that's what I figured. I didn't mean yeah. he actually pulled out a gun on national cable nah. broadcast television. No, nah. but uh, the finger gun. <laughs> that's when he ran the Pentagon and all that shit. And how did he get that into the building? <laughs> yeah. They Arn ended up giving him a spine buster, and it was like, all right, man, let's. let's wow. You know. um, wasn't into this at all. Um, thought this stunk. Warlow's the champion again. Uh, before he could celebrate, Christian Cage's music hit, and him and Luchasaurus walked out. We got a stare down between Luchasaurus and Wardlow. So um, they had a match one time, I remember, that was pretty cool, it was actually. A, it, was it was Lumberjack match. Yep. Yeah. And they they were like, doing a bunch yeah, of Lucha. The match was very fun. Um, but yeah, 
War, I don't think Warlow is any closer to, to being more over after getting his belt back. So, um, uh, Renee tried to interview Sammy uh, before his match with Jungle Boy, but MJF uh, interrupted, called him Gene Simmons on meth uh, with how much he sticks his tongue out. Uh, then he basically tells Sammy he wants to, you know, he wants to get Sammy in a pay per view main event. Uh, why don't you go ahead and just, you know, take the fall? But, uh, you know, uh, he knows he wants to be in that one. He wants to just, you know, lay it down. Sammy, of course, refuses. But then MJF comes up to him with a blank check and says, hey, man, name your price. And MJF, like, was, you know, blown away by the price that Sammy set. But they agreed and they hugged for whatever reason. So bullshit is afoot. Um, all this stinks, by the way. Jay it's White versus. Funny because, like. Of all the three of them, the person that had the most heated like conflict with MJF of the other pillars was Guevara during like the inner circle stuff. He should he should absolutely like want nothing to do with that guy. But whatever. That's, yeah. We're not supposed um, to remember that because you know that's what MJF does. He breaks K Fabe. Jay White versus Commander. Um this is a solid enough match. Um but the presentation with White is all fucked up already. I how think. so? Like he's just another guy uh, on the show. Uh, how they're how they're treating him? Like you could have treated him like a big like superstar kind of guy. He has not been programmed as such. Um, they still haven't let him really say anything meaningful outside of a pre-tape. Uh, you look at how he, he debuted in that fashion where he just runs to the ring <clears throat> doing an attack. They set up this match. He's, he gets the nine o'clock slot. So wrestling gets commander. You know, it's it's fine. You know, the, it, it was fine, but it's just another match on the show. Like, it's not like he's he was special or anything. Like, he he was this guy you fucking landed. Like, you know, it, it looks like you got him instead of WWE, and then you just fucking rolled him in here, essentially. He's hanging out with Juice Robinson, doing the fucking Bullet Club gold shit, which... There is a segment of people that is really interested in like seeing all these these extra lives for all these bullet clubs. Got people like like us. We've seen it already. Um, I was looking for something new. Apparently, we we would not get that. Um, I think this is a an example of them not really having too much of an idea what to do with him. Um, there are people I think that are missing the point on, on Jay for another reason because like there are people that instantly expected him to be like in the title picture or something like i think that's ridiculous i but, saw like, that and i was like like he it, was, has to it, was, stop. it was a person that was a that was it was a person that was a wwe apologist i was like yes cody showed up at wrestlemania 38 he didn't enter the title picture until nine months later what are we talking about I, do you do well, you like more do you like more examples Ronda Rousey showed up at Royal Rumble 2018. She didn't enter the title picture until the summer of 18. That's not walking right in. Like, like I, I don't know, man. I think these I think these people were dumb and to be ignored. Uh, but as far as like Jay White, like if you're... AJ Styles, Royal Rumble 2016, didn't get to the title picture until the summer or early or late spring, whatever you want to call it. I, I think with Jay, like he is someone that has a clear path, I think to ultimately reaching whatever the fuck he's going to reach in this promotion. 
However, the introduction of him has been sloppy and it's not been thought about. Like there, there's no way they spent more than five minutes thinking about <laughs> his three combined appearances. There's no way. Um, what else we got here? Uh, Renee's backstage with FTR. She told him um, Mark Briscoe. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, Jay White wins the match. Uh, some reason Sean Spears is sitting in the crowd. And he, Robin, after the match, Juice Robinson dragged Sean Spears over the barricade. Him and White started whooping Sean Spears' ass. And then Ricky Starks ran to the ring to save them. So I'm like, you know, Ricky Starks and Sean Spears, you know, Cody's boys, you know. <laughs> Last time I saw Sean Spears, he was a heel, correct? Nah, he was a babyface. When? On Dark? He, nah, he showed up to, like, uh, Toronto the last time they were there. I don't remember it at all, but okay. Yeah. Um, and then Renee was backstage with FTR. She told him Mark Briscoe was being tended to uh, by the after being attacked by the varsity athletes. FTR then... Fake feigns shock and runs to the trainer's room 10 feet away. Um, Mark Briscoe's in there with Jay Lethal, Sanjay, Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh. Briscoe said he could fight, but Doc said no. Briscoe suggested Lethal. Uh, Jarrett and FTR do it for him. Uh, everyone not named Mark Briscoe wasn't like, you know, really on the same page with this, uh, but everybody kind of agreed. So, um, yeah, I, I started seeing FTR and Jared and fucking uh, Jay in the same place. And I was just like, hmm, so that's what we're doing, huh? Um, and then this week, Dax Harwood was announced to wrestle Jeff Jarrett. So, James, we have started the Dax Harwood singles campaign once again. Thought we got away from it. Got the tag belts. Nah, man. Let me just, you know, I'm going in there with Double J. What what Memphis, like, like what what 1995 Bret Hart versus Jeff Jarrett match will just be, like, just completely pilfered from? Well, you know, would it, would it be one from Superstars? Will it be one from Monday Night Raw? Like, like do I need to watch all of them now to familiarize myself with what's about to happen? Like, Nah, because if he starts doing that, they'll just find it'll just find it quickly and put it up on Twitter, so you'll know. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, man, that's a match. Is like, why is this even on Dynamite? Like, why would you ever, like look, who is who? Who is under thirty that wants to see that? Like Double J has been awesome. Um, and Dax has that great. And Dax has done nothing but have great tag matches. That's not the point. I think they'll have a decent match. I'm just saying, like, what, what, who is this for? To what for end? Da- what for is Dax. This for? It's, it's for Dax. Um, uh, Chris Jericho and Adam Cole face to face. This one, um, Cole kind of runs down his career. Talks about he idolized Jericho, looked up to him, even you know. You know, got this catchphrase from him. One day he was going to wrestle him. Uh, says he got a lot of respect for Jericho. Uh, he, you know, Jericho was was going to shake his hand. He shook hands, but then Jericho was like, you know, I got absolutely zero respect for you though. Like you because you're an arrogant son of a bitch. And uh, Cole is, you know, basically said Cole is lucky that Jericho doesn't slap his face for the dis- disrespect that he showed last week. Cole then since they were in Pittsburgh, called Jericho a jag-off, and there was a big jag-off chant. Um, 
Uh, he basically, uh, you know, Cole called him a hypocrite. Uh, you know, said he could be the demo god, but you know, he views him as an insecure, fickle, stupid idiot. And um, you know, there's gonna be no more games with Adam Cole. They're face to face. So, so now what? Essentially, Jericho was what? Was Jericho than Cole? Um, I don't know. I, I would have to. I would have to watch that again. Okay, I'll be. Um, I'm gonna have to watch the show anyway, so I'll check it out. I don't recommend it, but. <laughs> Um, Jericho. Sorry, I look, do it. I, Jericho, I don't think I've missed a single episode of Dynamite so far. He, he told uh, Cole, "Never meet your idols. You know, if you were smart, you'd leave the ring." Uh, Jericho then sh- shoved him. They started a brawl. Garcia ran in. Uh, they started whooping Cole's country ass, and then Britt Baker runs out. And James, how well, how far were they outnumbered by? Uh, the, he was getting his ass stomped out two to one. Okay, um, so. Because the rest of Jazz was actually in the next segment, which okay. is fucking ridiculous when juxtaposition with all this. So, um, Britt comes out, and you know, they've spent a lot of time building up Britsburg as Brit's town. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the big baby face and all that. And they cashed it in here tonight. It was time to get some heat on her. So, Britt comes in. She breaks it up. She slaps the shit out of Jericho. Jericho's like, fuck's going on? And then is an ambush because the outcasts are under the ring. They rise up. They rise up, literally. Like, like they're fucking like, uh, uh, what was it? Was it? Okay, I can't remember. Do you ever watch Ninja Turtles? We were kidding. Yeah. Yeah. What, was it the foot clan or the, or the hand clan? I can't remember what it was. I don't, I don't know. One, either way, either the hand or the foot clan. They're like basically like the motherfuckers that they shredder hand in uh... <laughs> the foot clan. They're just saying minions, in the okay, comments. So minions just ascended. Or, or Bro, they when like they when you're watching this shit, it's like hold on, where the fuck did they come from? Like they just like <laughs> they literally popped out like because I was shooting it like they pop up from the far side. Like when you're watching, they they come up from the back end. So they get in the ring. They whoop her ass. Um, I, I don't call him for Seamus Noah. Seamus Noah saying they should have let Jericho give her the juice effect. Um, <laughs> that that would have been insane. Um, but uh, they start beating her ass. They handcuff Cole to the ropes. Um, and then they pull out a kendo stick. And if you've seen the all access things, they've been showing Britt Baker like getting shots in the back and different stuff like that. So they they fucking whoop her ass with the kendo stick. But like Sarah's whooping her and they don't like like I think people were just like kind of sad. Like they don't want to watch this. Like well, they, and their hometown heroes out there getting done in. They they whooped her in her hometown. They were they were whooping Adam Cole. Um they were getting whooped together, real love. Like both of them just getting whooped together as a couple. Um, Cole's handcuffed. She's yelling Austin like his real name and shit. Like, oh my god, yeah, bro! It was it was a lot, bro. Like it was a good angle in a vacuum, but it was like, yo, I don't think don't people do this, like. Kobe, actually, it's not you, bro. I was like, I don't think people actually like want to like engage with this the right way. I was like, bro, Thunder Rose gotta be loving this shit. Like, you, you like, know- bro, like. Look, Rich, when you said that this was very good and that, like, all of a sudden you said Outcast is sitting in front of the ring, I was like, you know what would have made it better? If Thunder Rose had to sit in front of the ring to whoop, whoop Prince's ass. That, that, that person 
also like she coming out there, she getting whooped by herself. Like, um, oh like they explain, God. like you know, Jamie Hader is like you know, getting medical attention at the moment or something like that. But so no one comes to save Britt. Um, and, Wait, and so that, like Riho didn't come down with the, with the pipe or none of that, huh? Outnumbered, outnumbered. They, you know but, what that means? I guess the story is like they respect Jamie. They don't respect Britt because <laughs> Britt was because Britt was doing fuck shit for years. Hey, um, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, you know they linked up. Like, look, there have been complaints about this thing. It this shit didn't have for two months. Can't say that no more. I'll say that. But um, yeah, they they use this to kind of like heat up the Cole and Jericho thing, and you know put some more heat on whatever the that story is. This wasn't bad, but I didn't love this. Like just because of the awkward, like bro, like. Like, ain't nobody want to see Britt Bear getting beat down like this. Like, I don't, it just didn't, like, it's like. Maybe not, maybe, look, maybe not in Pittsburgh. Anywhere else at this point, what I, what I see on these clips of this show, if, if they stomp, if they stomped her out uh, twice or every other week, I'd be okay with it. You stupid. Um, like, I don't, look, man, I. And she's and she's a baby face while it's all going on. If she was a heel, be like, okay, whatever. But no, nah, man, I, I I am I am just I want them to shoot the angle and just do Jamie and uh and Britt already and get it over with. Um, but yeah, man, uh, that shit does sound funny. Like they, did. you got you kind of got to see it. Britt Pittsburgh. Like like they they cashed in the chip at last. <laughs> Wait, who was in here earlier that was talking about uh? Uh, who was it? Someone was here saying that somebody was uh, spinning in their grave. Bro, Bruno would have been spinning in his grave. You, you, you beat the whole entire hero of Pittsburgh like this in front of the fans? Oh, that's man. why they gave the Wardlow title win. They get they let her win on the show, too. Like, they, like they set it up. They thought about it. Oh, you said, say, oh, you said the Wardlow thing because of a... No, well... You know, Warlow got multiple know. hometowns. He, you know, he's got the Pittsburgh because he. he I thought he's from started, Cleveland. I know, but he started his wrestling career in Pittsburgh and shit uh, like that. So proximity, he's able to escape the Cleveland Pittsburgh. Yeah. If not for that, they would be booing him every time he ever showed up in Pittsburgh. You know that, right? <laughs> I guess you know. I'm not. I'm not bro, as plugged, bro. How do I say this? It is a lot like Yankees, Red Sox, except like if the Yankees actually were super dicks about like being way ahead in the, in the career series, mm-hmm. like Pittsburgh hates them dudes, but it's like, y'all been better than them for over half a decade or over half a century. Why do you, this is over. This is over. And they still like, nah, fuck them. I don't get it at all. It's weird. Like, I can't explain it. Cause you know, you know, uh, Pittsburgh Zach, like I, I've never, I've never was able to understand why they hate them like that, even though they're way ahead of them. They all should be like, oh, these are the ants we normally, you know, stop with our sledgehammers, but whatever. I mean, I hate the Kings, so I understand. So. (laughs) Shame De'Aaron Fox is injured now. Oh, man, that's fucked up, Rich. Um, I just hate to see it. Um. Then the Hardys, Isaiah Cassidy, and Hook cut a video promo about, you know, Stokely and the firms keep their phones on to find out when their match at the Hardy compound will take place. Uh, Jeff said he's going to address the AEW fans for the first time on Rampage. I did not watch Rampage. Bro, okay, so they didn't end with the Brit thing? What 
No. Okay. No. Okay. And, uh, uh, hey, Rich, can you say whatever you just say? Yeah, froze for a second. Yeah, I said the acclaim comes wrapping their happy asses to the ring immediately <laughs> after this this heat angle, and they were fighting the rest of Jazz. Um, and they do like a six man or whatever. Uh, Caster had his fastball this week. He did a good verse. It had been a while. Um, what else? Um, Caster got a mic drop for the win. This was nothing. Uh, Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy main event. <clears throat> Lots of spectacular moves that ultimately meant nothing um, because they went and they wrestled this match like and it did not. I think the crowd was so checked out on them from that first segment. The crowd gave them nothing. And they did this like after, as you mentioned, that Britt Baker angle, they were just like sapped. And it was like there was no energy or this is a very low energy main event, even though these guys were like uh, Sammy, I believe, did. A he jumped off the rope, the top, or it was Jungle Boy, I think. Gave Sammy, he jumped from the top rope, caught him in the middle ring, and with a Canadian destroyer. Shit was crazy. Ooh. Like, it would have been like, like if this was like in Austin, Texas or some shit, the crowd would have fucking went crazy. Um, but to be fair, they didn't give this crowd a lot. Like, and they they beat the shit out of Britt Baker and 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 everything like that. So it was like you you set this up, and then you designed this to end on a countout. After you have Sammy Guevara catch Jungle Boy on the top rope, kick him. Jungle Boy falls, hits the announce table with his face, makes it to the eight count to get back in the ring. MJF appears, hits him with a ring, and then he just lays dead, getting counted out. Um, we're likely to have this addressed this week because Tony Khan's going to be addressing something. But uh, this is your world title program and it's being weighed down with this bullshit. And we all know it's still going to get to a four-way match. Like, the whole thing with this tournament, the way it was designed, it was like, no, nah, it ain't going to be no four-way, MJ said, MJF said. The winner fights Darby next week. So next week we get Darby and Sammy. Whoever wins is supposed to get MJF, but I imagine MJF is going to interfere and make sure that match has no finish then all four guys will get back in there since jack perry was not pinned this week it's a bunch of very obvious shit that's happening right here that i think is uncreative and like it is unbefitting of the level of the championship is being like they would not book um you know uh, a CM Punk world title feud like this. They would not book a Hangman Page world title feud like this. They would not book a Kenny Omega world title feud like this. We just saw Brian Danielson and MJF get months and months of the programming. This is getting like kind of a shorter build, but they're they're doing bullshit in, in between it. And what's happening is they are I don't know, man. Like it's it's just like a real lack of creativity to really like heat this thing up. You're already fighting up the hill with three of these guys not being certified like main eventers already. Yeah. You're, you're already fighting up the hill. So like why like weigh them down in some goofy ass storyline that's that's all that you you everyone knows like this thing had had a chance I think to break a lot of these guys to the next level. They could have kept this shit about like them t- all four being connected to each other, they could have announced the match they're going to announce, which I pretty, I have a good idea of what it's going to be. And I think everybody's going to like it. However, it's, it's going to be like, not worth going through all this shit to get it. And it's going to be like, 
it could have been really easy to do this. Like you could have made, <laughs> like you could have done uh, retrograms, like saying, giving a lot of great ideas in the comments of, of things you could have did. Like you could have just did double. You could have done single singles match with them both, cross them all up, do a fucking G one with these guys, like on TV leading up to it. Like there, there was just a, a bunch of like way cooler things you could have done than the shit this week sunk everything like i thought it was like decent. everything else had been fine they've been having these one-on-one promos they had the joint where he was dancing and they came out and everything like that everything leading up to this i think was was passable this week came you got to start over i feel like and because what's happening next week is tied in with this shit i feel like you need to throw it all away okay so like the idea of them having a you know a, a four person block um, round robin is fun until you remember that like that will require MGF to wrestle ah uh, ah uh, so while a good idea just unlikely ah uh, yeah um yeah I would I would have loved to see them announce like since they you know they're thinking about doing tournaments and shit they could have said yo we're all gonna wrestle each other. And then, like, you know, after that, be like, yo, clearly nothing's settled here or whatever. <laughs> all y'all need to, you know, need to get it, essentially. Like, you know, y'all, all four of y'all need to hang the belt up and go get it or some shit. But uh, this was this was a bad, just a bad week for that feud. Like, uh, the, <clears throat> like BC versus the Elite, like whatever the fuck they do in any iteration should main event over whatever the fuck this is. I was like, literally just about to ask you that. Yeah, I, I don't know if it will, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, this is a very bad week for AEW and looking at the way things were announced next week, we'll see. Uh, it looks like a much better card, um, but I saw that it was, um, um, I forgot what, it, what do you call them? The, the all I'm sorry, I'm saying all Japan, the uh, the all Atlantic now, I forgot already. International title, the international uh, title. Yeah, I saw the Bandito oh, versus Orange Cassidy. That Orange Cassidy versus Bandito. Yep, uh, Butcher and the Blade against uh, Kenny Omega and uh, Konosuke Takeshita. Um, they also have Dax versus Jeff Jarrett, Jade versus Taya for the belt, and I think there's one more match I can't remember at the moment. But um, yeah, that's better. Yeah, so you know they need to they need to get their like this is the only bad part about like some of the faction stuff it ties all those guys up and then what happens is um they can't like 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 Kenny hasn't been wrestling matches yeah. the Bucks haven't been wrestling matches yeah. Danielson hasn't been wrestling matches Moxley had one match on Rampage this week with like Christopher Daniels but like uh Claudio hasn't wrestled like Hangman's not wrestling again for whatever reason like Takesha hasn't been wrestling before then, and then now he's in this. So it's like well, you take all these injury. Yeah, but I'm like, man, you didn't have to write no injury. Like you could have just like you know kept them on it. But when you do that, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It takes these slots out of the show, and then yeah. what happens is you gotta you gotta fill it with other shit, and like the other shit just stunk. <laughs> so it's just like, nah, man, like wasn't with it this week, like. Um, and I think this is like, like you need to get your, like Tony needs to get his head on straight, like especially going into, you know, all this shit like th- coming this summer. So, um, but that is uh, 
that's your AEW Dynamite review. <laughs> okay, yeah. So Shaves never said Tam packing up Julius as just in time for the Owen. Because <laughs> uh, uh, man, Bill I heard Bobby a lot said, of like, Julia jokes. Sagan. I heard a lot of Julia going to, you know, Lee with the left foot doing rolls and shit like, you know, going going to Winter Park, Florida and shit. Did, did Triple H make the call? You know, a lot of shit like that. Yeah, immediately people started doing stuff like that, asking these questions because, you know, they're so used to the pattern that, like, it was shocking to the system for people. And, like, Julia go there if she want to. She'll be back in three years. <laughs> so um, I've decided to do a new segment on this show showing love to our Twitch chat. They show up for us every week on the, on the live feed. Uh, if you guys that are on the audio podcast, listening to it. And I, I kind of want to turn the show over to them and allow them to drill us with their questions like, uh, you know, in, in pro wrestling or, or anything else, like for the next, I don't know, like, like what, 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 what time are we looking at, James? I mean, right now we're at uh, two hours and 15 minutes on the recording. All right. So throw them at us. Like we, we, we normally go three hours with us. I'm not promising we'll, 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 we'll go to the three hours. We'll cut it off at the time it feels right to cut it off. So Twitch chat, let us know. What what, what do you guys want to, want to know from from James and Rich? Oh, so I don't think we fully really uh, got into it, but like, yeah, man, um, Cody and yeah, Cody like, finishing the story <laughs> and like Mayu, Tam and Mina, all three of them finished their collective story. And meanwhile, like you got the people in, you know, bad faith, bad faith, like me, like, yeah, you know the story will get finished or the story never ends. Like whatever uh, triple H said. And it's like, okay, man. All right. <clears throat> when you get to that story, I guarantee you will not be nearly as uh hot or fun as it was. If you just did it in, but if you say so, especially with another world title sitting, sitting around now. Yeah. Okay. Wasabi King. What Suzu Suzuki match is a must watch for me. Suzu Suzuki versus Mirai from New Blood last year it was a excellent yeah. match. It was a main event, I believe. And yeah, it's it was free like a on, minute draw. And it's free on YouTube, right? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember which New Blood it was. It may have been two or three. It was. It was great. Like I think it gave it four stars flat. Um, yeah. For me, um, I probably say the Julia match from um, the Grand Prix last year. But if not, then I would say the match she had with um, Starlight Kid in the Grand Prix when she, um, that match, you know, she missed the first night because of uh, COVID. And then she had to make up a bunch of matches on the back end. And like that back end, that, ma- that last match they had, had to add in at the end, whew, it was a killer. It was a killer. Um, yeah, she, I mean, she's fucking good, man. Um, uh, you know, that, that's from starting. I think probably my, uh, probably the, the match that I most remember from her was when she beat uh, Maya, Maya for the um, for the Ice Infinity Belt um, in 2020, early 2020. Uh, that match is really good. Um, I had heard I had heard the rep about her at the time, and I was like, okay. And then at the time, I was like, oh, she's great. But it was kind of like the first time I saw Momo, where it was like, I see she's great. 
I think it's a bit overstated, but I think, but she's great. <laughs> um, and also given the age, but like, you know, like those two have great matches and their matches are probably, or their, their singles matches, big matches are probably better than like their actual, how do, how do I say this? They can lay out a match or have tricks and matches to make them pop in ways that like, I think are beyond like what their technical skill are sometimes, even though they're, great wrestlers like I don't think they're necessarily like Mayu or Eo. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think they're like super elite or Shuri. But I think like they have awesome matches and like people will throw that project label on them and I don't necessarily I don't necessarily disagree, but I don't I, I don't personally see it in that way. Maybe in comparison to like, you know, what's on the other side of the ocean. Definitely, but not compared to what's in the country question from retrogram everyone is arguing about what kenny should be doing at forbidden door all out all in etc everyone wants him to main event these shows over the current champ for some reason what do you want him to do over these next few months the bcc feud um yeah so uh wasabi king says he's only 20 yeah i know she's only 20 azumi's also only 20 and younger by like a couple weeks like if you put their very your best matches together, singles matches together, Azumi has her two best matches smoke Suzu's best two matches. And I quite frankly think that like Suzu was in the ring with people that like have more veteran talent and skill and reps at that kind of level than Azumi did in Starlight Kid. Maybe um, it's just a weird, you know, double prodigy chemistry thing or whatever else that's happened in that, but like I just think like you kind of have to do certain things to keep Azumi from getting to a certain level in a match in a single setting, like what happened in the Grand Prix last year, like where he's like, oh, we only let you have like two matches that go over eight minutes. <laughs> Whereas like other people, they, they, you know what I'm saying? It's like, she's fighting against time as opposed to like, it lets you go out there and do your 13 minutes or your 10 minutes or 11 minutes and get busy. So it's a little different. So, um, as far as Kenny, um, well, I'll say this. There's a reason, I think, you know, why you're seeing any main event that's across these, you know, next shows. Like, they all have Kenny in them, regardless of whoever's on the other side of it. Like, maybe they should use arguably the best wrestler in the world like he's the best wrestler in the world. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I mean, ever since he came back, like, with ever since they came back in, you know, the seven for seven or best seven thing, and now this is like, it's been a, it's been very reserved. They're not, they're clearly like slotting him, like he's not a singles competitor, um, except for a few occasions when he, you know, they asked him to defend it. it it's just weird. Um, I don't know. Like, I think maybe he was just like, hey, you're gonna get you to the, you know. Death Triangle thing, and then we're running into the BCC thing. You just gotta hold the course, and like you know, them doing that kind of has like you know, as you mentioned, like the top stars on the roster. Most a lot of them are clustered together, and like they're not getting matches against you know other stars because like that doesn't make much sense. Then you end up with like stuff like it's one thing to do it one time, but like how you have you know on one week you have Jericho and Lee. And then you have Swerve and Darby. It's another thing if you do it every single week. So 
I, I see why they're having that discretion, but it also, as you mentioned, like so many stars are not like having big matches. Yeah. Um, you know, I, do I need him to necessarily be the world champion? Like, I think a lot of, I think a lot of the Kenny fans would like him to be the, the champion. I think, you know, the arena is like, he's done a great job, like obviously getting himself over when he tags in, in these matches or the, the single showcase stuff that he's done, like with Vikingo is just like, you know, the room changes when, when he comes in. Um, and people want, you know, that, that Osprey match, uh, from, you know, to be followed up on with another match, you know, against him. Uh, I'd like to see that, um, at, at one of these shows, probably forbidden yeah. door that'll happen. Um, you know, it, like James said, like there's there's a lot of great matches sitting inside the BCC feud f- with him. I want to see him and Danielson run it again. Um, I don't know how you do him and Danielson, and it's not the main event of something. Um, you know, if, if, like I think, I think you got to find a way, especially if MJF like, can, you know, if you want to take the belt off MJF at some point, like he can lose it to to one of those guys. I don't care who, but uh, well, he just beat Danielson, so he probably had to lose it to Kenny or whatever. I, look, I don't, I don't care if Kenny's the champion or not. Um, it's a, uh, I, I, I had mentioned when he lost the title before, oh. like, <clears throat> would you care if MJF wasn't the champion? No, like he he could lose this shit tomorrow. I, I, you know, I think he's done okay, but the the few and far between wrestling is grading. And then the I think the promos have been, I think they've been more good than bad. But the ones that I've not liked, I've really not liked them. So, um, but you know, as far as like him, I, I think he just needs to be more active. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe you talked about this. I don't think we ever said it on air, but like, I I want no parts of an MJF. Kenny Omega feud or big or build towards a big match. Like I, I, I imagine those promos would be like, <laughs> I, like I'm just I'm, like, I'm, I, like the whole time he's like, okay, like how is MJF going to like certain line on trying to say something homophobic without coming off as a homophobe? And I'm like, no thanks, man. Like he, it's going to be like a Jim Cornette ghost written uh, promo. Um, all these winking nods. It's going to be. Mm. Right, yeah, and that's I, why, like, when you know, like, they're basically like F, not FTR, but uh, the elite are basically like throwing shots at MJF about like about his promo time going forever or whatever from BTL. I was like, please, no, avoid, stay away. I don't want to see this because, like, there, like, there is a world where like they absolutely have a great you know program build and match, but there's also a, a, another one where like you get the hit and miss MJF, Jekyll and Hyde MJF, and like. This Jekyll and Hyde stuff made me be like, bro, I I don't want to see this. And then you get the match, and like the match is supposed to make up for that, and he's like, oh yeah, well he's gonna hit him with a fucking ring in the end anyway, so I don't want to see it. I don't give a fuck. Like get out of here. Like have a have a real match with a real finisher. Get the fuck on. Yeah, like I like, I don't know. Like I don't I don't think you put Kenny near the belt unless you're putting it on him. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, find another way. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I saw I saw a couple other questions in here. Zek Maki, uh, what what is Mercedes's end goal? Um, she lost the belt, but what does she do with New Japan and Stardom now? Well, she is booked for resurgence. Yeah, um, and she was teasing around as if she like wants to like start a fact Stardom faction of her own. Um. So yeah, I mean, there's plenty of stuff like she can come in and do that, and you know they're they're obviously like bringing in guidance now, so. 
Like you bring in the right ones, sure. Um, you know, maybe she just wants to be like a throwback kind of kind of freelancer. Like there's a lot of freelancers everywhere. Like if she's just a big ace, like to to come in. Maybe that's what she wants to do, but yeah. Uh, and I think she could do. It should make a lot of things work because, like, she's actually willing to do jobs because, like, she's because, like, she became a star while doing jobs. She had no other choice to do that, but like, <laughs> it's a, it's a, and like that's the thing when I say when I think of like, um, like the people that we listen to that have like watched Joshi for a long time and are wary of like the trappings of like people doing the you know treating like it's the fucking nineties or eighties and don't want to do jobs for people and it's like I get it, um, but like I also understand these people aren't inherently assholes. Like these are people that are trying to survive. You got to be a vulture. You got to be a shark to swim in those oceans. Um, so, so yeah, like it sucks at times, but you know, I, I think if, you know, the, uh, the good outweighs the bad or, or more times than not, then I'm okay with some, some of the, you know, drawbacks of that stuff. Uh, so like, but with Mercedes, like she has, it doesn't seem appear that she has that kind of ego for this stuff. Cause like she became a star doing jobs. Like, like imagine if like, like, like the idea, right. Think of uh, Tam as a Red Belt champion. Imagine all of a sudden she tells Rossi one day, "Nah, that don't work for me." Like, but 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 like we've been you like a drumming. You've still gotten to this level. <laughs> Why would it? Like none of that shit matters to her. Like I mean, like, that that ain't stopped Shawn Michaels, you know, from being like the heartbreak kid. No longer from now on lays down for absolutely no one. Like, like hold on, heartbreak. Like. <laughs> You've been doing jobs for a minute now. Now, now that now that's what I'll be interested to see. If if Tam, like I remember, um, I think Tam last summer was talking about like uh, I think she had her she had an alter ego for herself. She was to become Red Belt champion. Like you know, you have like the 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 like not suffixes, but basically like uh like the the greeting calls like you know Tam Tamson or Tam Tam Chan or she was like I will be like I will be called Tam Tam Sama. Like she has jumped the level, like like she also became like a rank, and mm. like if, if she were to become like <laughs> you know that job, you know this is this ain't Tam no more, this is Tam Sama, then sure, like but I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. I I really don't. But Dr. that shit would be hilarious. He's like all these jobs and these people on the way. I'm on top now. Look, you think about it, right? I'm beating them all. She did that video. She did that. Um, she did that Tokyo Sports uh interview. Where she said, "Hey, Julia's not fucking popular. I'll sell her merch. If I'm the champion, we'll do better. We'll do better houses, and therefore the rest will make more money." She said all that shit and then beat that woman. <laughs> Rich, maybe we're on the way to Tim being selfish out here. Look. Oh man, that would be funny. I don't think it's happening, but that yeah. the idea in an alternate universe if that happened. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Like, look, we're we're gonna stack them up. We're gonna stack them up and knock them all down. Utami, come on down. Shuri, come on down. Mayu, come on down. Kyrie, come on down. Kamatani, come on down. That <laughs> <laughs> would be fu- that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> Doctor Lariat, Julia is definitely the star in stardom. Do you guys? Uh, do the Mercedes match ASAP or go with Kyrie or Mayu? Look, I would love to see Julia versus Mercedes. I I want to see it out of the cur- the curiosity of like how is that going to work? Um, Julia has a mat. Julia has a match philosophy that works for her, and 
I don't know if it necessarily meshes with like what we have historically seen out of Mercedes. Outside I mean, of the part where like just one person, one person would just sell a lot. But about to say she could treat it just like she's Charlotte, like she's a big bruiser, like she she, she could treat her like that. Right, but I, how do I say this? <clears throat> I feel like Mercedes likes to build matches around setting traps for people, right? Like to get into you know the like uh. You know, the bank statement, I don't know what she calls it right now, but like getting the bank statement or, you know, like she wrestles almost like a counter wrestler. And Julie doesn't really, really, Julie's more smash mouth than an actual like tactician necessarily. So she's trying to fuck you up. Like she's throwing these. Or let me phrase it at her, at her, at her best, that's what she does. Like, you know, early on at times she was trying to do the whole, you know, I want to wrestle on the mat and stuff. And it was like, hey, just get up and start fighting. And it was always better when she would just get up and start fighting immediately. So, you know, like that's her kind of working out like the, the, the Hideki Suzuki brainwashing. So, but once, once, no once she stopped, once she stopped listening to him and started fought, listening to the crowd, what happened? James, <laughs> no, what do you guys think about spark Joshi? Do you, th- how big do you see a Joshi style promotion being in the United States? I just heard of this today. I don't even know what that is. You explain to me what it is. I think it is a Joshi promotion that is being started in America. That's all the info I have on it. Is it by um, Eric from Joshi Pod? Not sure. Uh, When we get more info on that, Seamus Nova, I will be sure to weigh in. So, okay, so, you know, like a lot of the... um, a lot of people that are making these indie rounds or whatever else, like they are basically like it seems like the, the plug is Sumi Sakai for all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like getting people in and then going all around, but like you know Eric from that used to run Joshi Pod or still does and or, you know or kind of semi retired podcast where they only show up and do things uh, periodically as opposed to regular now. Um, mm-hmm. He was talking about like he's trying to get a show. He's trying to split costs. Uh, for splitting a venue with somebody that's going to run WrestleMania weekend next year. Because he wants to bring in people to run a Joshi show, you know, or whatever else on WrestleMania weekend, which obviously would do well in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But, like, I but I don't know if that's what he called it. I don't know what it is, but that's the closest thing I've heard to anyone talk about, like, running an American Joshi thing. But, you know, like, once I hit this lotto, I'll be in, I'll be in, I'll be in the American Joshi business, so. You build a dojo. Yes, boy, the Boydo San, Boydo San Pro, Boydo San Pro. You know, you know, like we are going Joshi to find, Pro. we are going to find, you know, we are going to find like what, like six, six people new to wrestling. We're going to have like re- retire. Oh my god, we're going to have retired wrestlers, retired Joshi come in and train them like in the dojo system a similar way. They got there and get their asses whooped. They'll be hardened and they're going to wrestle the Joshi style in America. And then we're going to fix, we're going to right the wrongs of, of Moolah and, and all of them. We're going to try to, we're going to try to start from there. You start know, scratch. Yeah. Oh, um, so Dr. Larry. Do we, in fact, look, should, look, should, should Fabulous Moolah, should Fabulous Moolah family have pay reparations for what they did? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we need back pay. Yeah. Do you know um, do you know you you know what you did for generations of women? You see you know what you've done? <laughs> you selfish look, in, asshole. In and out the ring. Yes. 
James Brown Wild, did y'all talk about the report of Punk being bad stage at WWE? We did not. We did um, not, yeah. I don't know if you have a specific question about that, but I saw that thing and I was like, why? Like, I like, I didn't really have any big reaction to it. I was like, all right. And apparently they told him to leave. Or yeah. uh, like Vince Man was like, nah, man, you know, get him the fuck out of here. You know, it was Vince. Yeah. We just assumed it was Vince. It was Vince. Like, oh. they had told security, get, you know, keep him, keep him out of here. And he was in the parking lot with Tamina or something like that. Um, I was like, what's he doing there? He lives in LA. Oh, so it's in Chicago. Yeah, they're in Chicago for Raw tonight. Okay. Well, I mean, and I don't know the situation. He, Maybe I don't know if it's a, like he's two house situation. No idea. No idea. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's weird because it's like <sighs> anything to get in the news. I guess I don't. I don't know. I mean, you know, like he he was at um Battle in the Valley. You know, like in the stands or whatever else. But like the idea that he would was he back he was backstage. The idea he was backstage at the WWE show, like obviously a lot of none you know, people that are wrestlers, they get invited backstage or whatever else, but like who would risk like getting the like, heat for inviting fr- him look, there? Those like niggas ain't friendly with CM Punk That's exactly. But, but even if they were, who would risk the heat of him being back there? You know what I mean? It's look, like Kofi ain't there right like, now. Imagine, like besides Roman I know he ain't going to see William Regal. Well, hold on, Rich. Besides, like, Roman and Randy Orton, who's who would do that? And we know it ain't Roman that's inviting him there, but, like, who would invite him and, like, be like, I, I, ain't, wor- I ain't worried about me being the person found out that invited him because, like, I'm Teflon in that way. Look, not Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins oh, Seth ain't inviting him. No, no siree. No. Miz ain't invite him. I heard they talk, but Miz ain't invite him. Like, like he barely even knows these people. This is damn near a whole new roster. What did almost invite him? Shit. Like, was he going to see him? Cora Jade? I don't know. I'm just making jokes at this point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I just, it's it's just kind of, you know. Yeah, man. I I don't know what this guy was doing. Just just one more, one more thing. To, huh? uh, did he? <laughs> Wasabi to, King to, said, to did he bring the Starbucks cards? I don't know. We'll find out from Dax. So. Yeah. <laughs> eventually. Uh, Dr. Larry, where do you go with MJF at Forbidden Door? Uh, do we go with Kenny or Hangman? For Forbidden Door? I, I think he would be working with somebody with, from New Japan this time. I don't I, think he's going to be able to, to duck out this year. I think he will not be on the show. I think he'll be on the show. I don't want him to wrestle anybody in New Japan. I'm good. Like I, we just we, like He got into a bunch of heat just earlier in the year with the cash shit. He's bound to fuck up again. Yeah, about that. Um, I don't know. Just just for funsies. Um, they can give him. They give him Ishii or Tanahashi. You know that. You know that man does not want to wrestle Tomohiro Ishii. You know why not? Why not? The promo is about he doesn't. He thinks they're all idiots and land on their head and and stupid and wrestle a dumb way. Like whatever, man. Like I'm good. Yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, obviously, someone that's a work, but it's like if that's how you feel, then just like don't even bother. You ain't like you ain't gonna prove nothing to nobody. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, all that all that New Japan stuff is a work with him. Um, they uh, except I don't really be seeing that man doing head drops. Not to say that that's a good thing or a bad thing. Just saying like there's a there's a part of that there's a part there is some truth to that maybe he doesn't maybe he's joking about the they're idiots but he's like he definitely does believe in like wrestling you should be actually be wrestling like that mm-hmm. and look uh, if that's not how he wants to wrestle that's fine 
But like, I won't put them in there with someone that you know at their best does that. I don't think that makes much sense for them or for him. Because I don't know, man. Like you know, having him on the show and picking somebody else on the roster, like, like I, I don't think you do MJF versus Okada. I, I don't, I don't think you do that. Um, you know. I don't know if you do because because now Sonata has the New Japan belt, so yeah. that kind of throws things off. You're obviously not doing some champion versus champion thing, right? Um, I think your options are Okada, Tanahashi, Ishii, or damn, uh, nope, can't go David Finley. You don't want to do that. Um, you could put him in some type of multi man match or something, but. I, I could see that. I could definitely see that if they were to do that. Um, let's see. Going down the thing, a lot of comments, not a lot of questions I'm seeing here. Um, let's see. Okay, retrogram related. Uh, oh, oh. See, you trying to get you trying to get me fought down by the by the bury that man's roster on here, retrogram. Um. So shout out to my man uh Ibu uh for Wrestle Purist. Backup hangman, some of you may know him on Twitter. I've seen I've seen his roster post here. Um and I saw it. And hold on. Let's nope. Hold on. It's not pulling up in the right way. Okay, it is there. I will hold on. So the the collision and uh, dynamite. They're talking about you know the split roster thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to transfer this link into my other browser so I can keep this one up. All right, get your merch, get your merch. Okay, so his roster is Punk, FTR, Hobbs, Starks, Jericho Appreciation Society, Darby and Sting, MJF as a double duty, Samoa Joe, Mark Briscoe, Team Jarrett, Stokely, Lee Moriarty, Hook, Wardlow, House of Black. Um, I think if I put a roster opposite of that with the people remaining, it would smoke this roster. Yeah, yeah, I'm not watching. I'm not watching. This is just old school. This is just old school, like WWF. I think that he put together right here. Shout out to Ibu. Love yeah, him. I'm, nice not, guy. I'm not. I'm not but, watching that show after like maybe a couple months. Like I'm. I'm sorry. Like you know. Like you know. No. Like where are like, the young guys are supposed to track up and you know? I guess like, that's who, supposed, who, to be, supposed to be the match guys. I guess yeah. Like they're the lifeblood of the of the two hours. Yeah, like I'll I'll go ahead and take the entire Blackpool Combat Club, the entire elite, and then <laughs> go from there. Death Triangle. <laughs> Death Triangle. I'll take all those guys and, and completely smoke that show. Um, you know, Eddie Kingston. I'll I'll, I'll have him too. Do we do we uh, know what exactly the situation is? Is he just full time ROH? Is that just basically like they're just letting him do whatever he wants? He is an ROH wrestler uh, as an off the air story. So, um. Yeah. Um, let's see. But yeah, ho- hopefully that that answers you guys' uh, question. 
uh, about the the roster is like you know like there's there's a lot of different like the, that I think his roster uh, fits like your very traditional idea of pro wrestling in America like you got your big guys you got some old school workers you got promo guys but you got to stuff like up, that though. like obviously yeah you can but I get why you have like you know Jericho appreciate society. FTR and CM Punk there, but like you got to split up more than that. Like you got to put like you got to get like Death Triangle on that show. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So um, from there, uh, Dr. Larry, how do you think Cody's going to feel about finishing the side story with that new belt? He could feel how he want to feel. He tends to be an optimistic guy, so I'm I'm assuming that like. He thinks he'll, it has nothing to do with best, him. He'll make the best of a bad situation, but I gotta say, I don't. I don't wish that on. I don't. I don't wish that on him. Even though I like to laugh at some of the situations he gets himself in. Yes. Yes. I. That would. Like be. that's that's mm-hmm. nasty. Like, like look, man, you gotta you gotta remember, like we're friends with we're friends with a Cody super fan. Like we can't we can't have him down in the dumps like that. Right. I, I I haven't even talked to Floyd about this new belt, but man, I can imagine like when I ask him what he thinks about it, he's. I, I imagine this is not going to be positive re- reaction from Floyd, and that's rare. Like, like think of think of like watching All In and seeing him have that match with all this, and seeing how it felt when he won the the NWA World Title, and like the idea that like they actually start a real major American promotion, and like they make they give him a side quest consolation belt there, and then he goes to WWE. They make him the they make him into the second biggest, you know, star in the company. And then like, he gets the same treatment of, Oh, you're getting this side quest ass thing to constellation belt again. Oh, here too. When it's like, well, I'm number two star. Why can't I get it? What the fuck? Yeah. That, that, Ch- that, that would drive, that would drive me. The- look, bro. Hey, look, a nasty look, idea Rich. from Seamus Nova. Rich. Go ahead. Imagine if Tam went to Tokyo Joshi pro and, and they were like, Hey, um, we're gonna give you. We're gonna give you the internet. We're gonna give you international princess belt. We're never gonna give you the pop. It's like what? <laughs> what? Same like as for all the shit we give Cody, he absolutely has gotten himself to the position where like he is James, a world champion James, caliber pro wrestler on James, a major uh, promotion. You can you can make the argument he's the bigger star in pro wrestling right now. Yeah. You can honestly make that. You can honestly make that. That that argument. You can honestly make that argument in good faith and not be like, "Oh, I'm just trying to." And not get laughed out of the room, right? Like, like. And this is how they doing them. Boy, um. So one night only, MJF joins the House of Torture. Uh, that actually might have some comedic value when he starts talking about how you know the only good wrestlers in New Japan are the House of Torture, and that's why I decided to link with those guys. Do you remember, like, I think it was the, the night when uh, Cody and Jericho fought in the concourse. I think that was in West Virginia. Yeah. Okay. So, remember at the beginning of the show, you know, uh, Inner Circle, they're all in the ring. Or, I'm sorry, they're all in the concourse and everything. Or not in the concourse, all in the, the, the press box, luxury suite. And then there's a Dark Order match, and all of a sudden they cut to Jericho up there, and he goes, Go Dark Order! And he makes a smirking face like, he yeah. knows that he knows that he that, that he's being inside right now. 
that's what MJF would be like trying to tout like how you know the only person who knows how to work in, in this business is Yujiro Takahashi. That would be fucking hilarious. You know, you know. Um, who else? Um, okay, so what Brewhaven? What stadium would you want to see AEW run in the future? Now that Wembley has happened, the fucking dome. Tokyo Dome. The dome. Yes. So inter- so international. Yes. What about or, or, no, or, or anything? Yeah, anything? Any, any stadium. Yeah. For me, oh. I just picked the dome. I, w- I would love um, to see it. I I think it's, I think so many stadiums they might be locked out of, um, because of whatever dealing with WWE. But um, well, Tony Khan is a business partner. All the NFL people keep that in mind too. Oh, but I was thinking of a stadium. I wasn't necessarily thinking of a, of a football stadium. Um, gotcha. They could, they could like try baseball. baseball I mean, yeah. Um, Wouldn't Yankee Stadium be a cool place to have a show? I don't know. I don't, with the Yes Network show, uh, stadiums, I don't know how prohibitive, cost prohibitive those are. Mm. Like, you know, like MSG, for example, like MSG is more expensive to run than Wembley is. <laughs> for fuck's right. sake. Uh, right. So I, so I don't know. Um. <clears throat> I was shot when I heard it. I think like I think like I'll take a show at Fenway Park. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, t- I'm trying to, I'm just trying to think of the right stadium. Um, like me personally, like I would like to see somebody run like, um, well they don't. It's not the it's not the Georgia Dome, but like I would like to see them or someone run like uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium that you know across the street from where Georgia Dome used to be. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll get a WrestleMania eventually, but it just hasn't happened. Um, Cameron Indoor Stadium. I think that might be a raucous environment. Yeah, it, but it's so small. Yeah, that's the only thing. It would be small. How? What is it? What is the capacity for that? Was it like fourteen? I think 000? like I thought it was 11? like I thought it was like eighty seven hundred or something. It's small. I, I could be I know wrong. It's super small. Cameron that's why everybody's indoor. on top of each other and packed like that. Yeah. It's definitely less than eleven. It's definitely less than eleven thousand. Let's see, nine thousand three hundred fourteen yeah. seats. Yeah, yeah. It'd be cool to do it. I don't know, you know, but I don't know if you necessarily. I don't know if you know. Like, if you want to just do something that in that area, it's obviously bigger. You know, arenas. Like, if they want to do the Dean Dome, they could they could do that, or they want to do you know um, what like other places in the Triangle area. Maybe um, some college football stadiums might be cool. Um, they're I, really it, fucking big. Depends though. on, but they're all gigantic though. Yeah, like yeah, like, yeah I want we're going to do we're going to do the summertime in in, in Ann Arbor. That's a hundred thousand people on <laughs> the stadium, and they're all bleachers. They're bad. Um, yeah, uh, that that would be a cool. Look. I mean, like, how about this? Right? It's probably it's it's kind of a dump, but like just to do it, you like go to L.A. and be like, yeah, we're going to do it at uh, Olymp- we're going to do it at um Olympic Memorial. Mm. Um, but that's just to do it, though. Right, right. Um, or you, nah, the Rose Bowl's too big. Rose Bowl's too big. Uh, Brim, nope. did you says? Did you hear about the AEW Russell Dream trademark? I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it looks like Co- you think they're actually going to go to Kobe to do it though. Uh, I I didn't know like anything about a city or anything, but oh, but did just you, did they, you hear something there? Japan, that's what'll do it. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be their show when they go to Japan. What do you whatever think? Whatever the fuck um, it is, 
That's Wrestle Dream. Oh, that oh, that sounds like his, his old Japanese show. Right. When I saw Wrestle Dream, I was like, is this all Japan women's? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's always a bunch of dreams and slams. Um, yeah. I, I, um But you feel like they go, if they go to if they do a, J- a Japan show, it has to be in the dome? It doesn't have to be in the dome. I would just like one in the dome. Um, I think Budokan Hall is a nice like in between <laughs> point for for them. Like it's it's obviously not nearly as big as Tokyo Dome, but like it looks major league. It looks gigantic, and that's like it's eight thousand. So it's like it's going to be packed if they do it. They should go to that. Um, like I, I want to see them do like a, just spend a week there. Or whatever, like take y'all ass to the Dragon Gate joint with with the church. You know, I want to see Rampage okay, out, of the, okay, out, out of the church. Okay, yes, I want to see Rampage out of the church. You know, um, what else? I want to see him go to that gym. Like, I want to see AW Dark at one of them gyms where with the lights on or whatever. <laughs> and then they go to one of them small, like little shitty gyms. Yep, I, I want to see one of them. And then you know they do the big show. Like for the dynamite or the pay per view or whatever, uh, at whatever big arena they do, I don't I don't care which one. Do you do you think that if they do a uh, if they do a uh, big show in Japan, like they have to kind of do like two weeks worth of stuff there just to justify like flying all that many people over there and just yes, I kind of think the same thing too. Yeah, that's, you got to stay there. It's like you, you got to have somebody help put to put you together like a little mini tour. You can Hold do on. like. Well, sorry, we can say Ishigawa Square. They talking about that. Fucking, talking about that f- Are you talking <laughs> about the fucking doctor's office? Yeah, I'm not doctor, but basically like that the Chaco Pro the shit. <laughs> oh yeah, you know Dale got to show up to Chaco Pro. Yes, bro, you know he'd love to do video? that shit. Do you see the video of like when Starlight Kid walked into that building? Yes. That shit is so small. <laughs> Yes, like it's smaller than you even think. <sighs> I think I think we I think we coming up against it though, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're in uh, overtime at this Lakers uh, Grizzlies game. That's why I'm keeping. Oh Jesus! Over to the side. Oh yeah. Jesus! Like uh, LeBron made it. They were they were down, Lakers were down to. He made a layup with like point eight. Bet not choke. Bet bet not choke. You know, LeBron's twenty twenty and seven in this game. It's 20 rebounds. 20 points, 20 rebounds, and seven assists. Yeah. Damn. Um. Yeah, I, I guess we should wrap it up. Yep. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to rate us whatever app you're using to listen to us with. If you're watching from the stream, go to the Cash App, the PayPal. If or you are listening not on there the podcast, this week, but. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> Y'all can find one of the old this, ones. This particular week, go to the podcast, go to the show notes, and uh, go to the Red Circle and drop us over the donation there. And um, be sure to listen to other shows on the network. Uh, one Nation Radio, besides One Nation Radio, you have Keeping It Strong Style, The Rigging Clad Wrestling Show, Gorman Watches Shit, The Grave Consequences Podcast, uh, 8-Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Great Mass Generator, Get in the Ring, and Meet the Press Slam. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace. Before we go, uh, I just want to give a big shout out uh, to one of our longtime listeners, Adam Yuri. He actually just found out his his uncle passed away, and just oh, I man. hope you know everything is okay, and you know I'm just sending my my well wishes to him. Yeah. So. Um. Hope for the best, man. If you need anything, just hit us up or whatever else. Um. 
you know, whatever we can do, we'll, we can try to, you know, give you some words of just you want someone to talk to, somebody to talk to as far as stuff. I know it's stuff rough, man. Like, you know, um, yeah. Shout out to you, man. Hope, keep your head up and, you know, hope things get better over time. Yeah. Peace, man. Peace.